And welcome to uh, Tim Fall Hat. And today's episode is presented by Athletic Greens, one of our longest running sponsors. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, okay? I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what the hype was all about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And it's real simple, okay? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamins, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your, in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show. Tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Va a lot of excitement coming in. A lot of it. I'm good. A lot of excitement. Long weekend. How long weekend? Long weekend. Johnny Johnny goes out a lot with his lady now. There's a lot of going out. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of going out. There's a lot of staying in. I cooked all day Sundays. Look at you, dude. Ooh. You're winning. Guys, I want to thank everybody who came to Comedy Chaos. Two sold out shows. 68, 69. Things are beautiful. Wonderful time. What? is life without a little chaos so thank you guys we got another one coming up if you'd like to see me live please go to samtriplee.com all of my dates are there uh i'm gonna be in kansas city november 11th and 12th then i have another comedy chaos then on the 17th uh i'm at uh huntington beach with my man eddie bravo shout out to all the 10th planet people and shout out to all the armenians who came to comedy chaos uh tim fall had comedy night at huntington beach and on the 19th which is a saturday uh i'm locking in right now i am doing two shows and they will be uh we will be and you can come up if you want we're going to be doing a show uh in uh, Santa Barbara area, Ventura, Santa Barbara. I'm going to be doing two shows. I'm going to be doing a stand-up show. Then, 
Then I'm going to do the revival. And I just go up there and I'm just going to talk to you about how I see the world working out. Oh, and that's going to be a double show of me just spitting fire. Then on December 3rd, we're going to be in Fresno for two shows. Tinfoil Hat and, Tinfoil Hat and uh, uh, Swarm Tank there. Go come get weird. Uh, adding shows as we are. I want to do a lot of local Los Angeles, uh, local to Southern Cal shows. So you, be on the lookout for that if you live in Southern Cal. I'm going to be doing one-nighters all over the place. Do you got anything going on? Uh, yes, actually, uh, the second week of November, we got a live. We don't smoke the same. It's going to be dope, like like the one you were there last oh, time. Oh, shit. Yeah, let's get the same VI place? Uh, no. What is the name of that place? Uh, the, uh, I don't even remember the name uh, of the place. That's great. You're doing a show you don't no, remember? different place this time. It's in El Monte, same pizza place, so it's going to be fun. They've been there before. It'll okay, be cool. I want to go to the other place that you were at. Can you find that out, or yeah, do yeah. I got to talk no, to... I'll figure it out. What's her face? Okay. Uh, very excited. Let's get into it. Uh, very excited um, for you guys to... Uh, for this next guy. He's. Uh, I think he's going to be huge. I think he's got great stuff going on. I think he's... Super knowledgeable. Uh, I just found out he's not a Mexican, everybody. He's not Mexican, even though I included him in the awesome Mexicans that are taking over conspiracy. He's got a, a, a the conspiracy world. Uh, he's got a great podcast called One on One. Please welcome Juan Ayala. How are you, brother? You nailed it, Sam. Bam! <laughs> you guys have no clue how much my anxiety just that is so great dude you got great artwork how much anxiety just fills me up right before i say the well, name we have a pretty good idea because you just spend the first 10 minutes after he tells you his name going one ayala one ayala one ayala that's him before hey, because i feel like it's like disrespectful to get the name wrong and i don't want to disrespect anybody no props on that yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like trying. Right before we start, he'll be like, "Hey, Johnny, again. How, how do you say it again?" <laughs> Juan, thanks for being Mexican. So, I mean, that, that's that's fine. We're we're past that stage already. Yeah, dude, so. I get it. I get it. But you're part of this great Latino. Can I say Latino? Or is that offensive uh, too? Yeah. As long you as want you me, what do you want to say? Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. Latinx. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. I don't even know what that means. Bro. <laughs> I don't either, dude. <laughs> Some white motherfuckers That's why it came works. up with that shit. Nobody knows what I mean. Yeah, and then and then all of the opportunists, conformists. John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of ours wrote a book about it, too. That You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, super interesting. Juan, good to have you back, man. Uh, I, I am dead serious when I think uh, your future is very bright in the podcasting conspiracy world. For those who don't remember your last time, on the show can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you so thank you for having me on i was on only conspiracies i think number 15 or 14 with you last time i was on it was a great show and here i am you can find me the 101 podcast.com rockfin.com slash the 101 podcast patreon.com slash the 101 podcast anywhere on social media my main uh, my main account is my instagram you can find me on there at the 101 podcast and on any RSS feed, whatever. I also have, I can plug the, I have a publication. I do a journal with esoteric and occult subjects. The Occultist Monday, you can find that on my website. And then we'll get into this later, the Chosen One, which uh, the second issue is almost wrapped up, which you're in there. And I'm going to share some artwork later on that it pertains to the topic as well that we're going to be talking about today. So I'm really happy to be here. And you can find me on there, the 101podcast.com. Well, I am excited to have you on, and you know, just so everybody knows, I'm very excited to announce that I, right now, am uh, working on my own comic book, 
uh, with the Paranoid American. And uh, the, I've showed Johnny the artwork. It's pretty cool. And uh, it's my attempt to, to uh, give parents some children's entertainment that isn't full of cultural Marxism. That you could like, you know, and this is the baby step of launching it as a comic book. And if it gets traction, then figure out a way to do it. So you can have something to show your kids that they could enjoy that you aren't like, oh, really? That guy? That symbol? Really? <laughs> the whole time? So uh, so I'll be announcing that soon. We're making our, we're, 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 we're finalizing the script of the comic book and then once that's done we're gonna start cooking with gas and i'm i'm very excited dude and i think it's gonna be great and if the first one's a success we'll start making a series out of it and hopefully people will start collecting are it some, are you gonna have some signed ones yeah of course there bro. we go of course I, I i'm gonna be honest with you man i i want to do this comic book i'm not looking to make money off the especially the first one i mean there's nothing wrong with trying to make a dollar but i just want to see if people like it and so Mark Steves is working with me on my book. It's taking forever and it's my fault. You know, I just been so slammed, but I'm telling you, dude, I don't even want to make money off this book. I just want to cover my cost and then just give it out to people so that they could read it and hopefully glean from it. Things that I've gleaned from this show, my zero podcast. And, uh, so, you know, you can spiritually, Rise and start to look, get past this, have a much bigger, you know, a, a more of a, a distant look at everything going on around you and realize that it's all psyops on psyops right now, in my humble opinion. So, but that's another story. Very excited. Well, what do you want to talk about today? Well, today's topic is a topic that really captivated my attention since I, since I first ran into it. And it's been around since the second century perhaps even 8th century BCE. So we're talking about, it goes way back. We're about to go deep on this episode. And it's got to do with the homunculus and how this idea, uh, meaning little man, relates to a lot of things. And I'm going to relate it even to modern day, how I think I'm in the school that these alchemical uh, things that they, 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 that they were doing back then, all these alchemists and these magicians, I think it's just changed names, right? Changed names and changed hands today. And I think that they're practicing the same thing today that they were a thousand years ago. So I want to start off swinging right off the bat what got me into this subject. Now, this is the di people's disclaimer. Like I said, this episode is going to get really, really <laughs> weird. Yes. Maybe grotesque, yes. blasphemous, heretical, but we're here. This is Tim Foha, right? So yeah. we're, 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 all we're here for the weird stuff. We're all about it. Every all time right. someone does a blasphemy, I got to have somebody who loves Jesus on down the line just to balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love Jesus, man. Jesus is, is the OG, and I believe in God. I just don't uh, I don't subscribe to religion's dogmatic views and the psychological. I agree with you, bro, and I, I think that's... I had a guy just hit me up today. You know, he's like, I just want you to say thank you. I'm a Christian. And, you know, you've made me open my eyes. And again, like this show, we're open mind to whatever makes you a better person, makes you love people. And we're not here saying what is wrong, what is right. We just like to go, how deep does the rabbit hole go? And that's it. Yeah. I love Jesus. I love, 
I love them all, bro. I have no problems with any of Jesus, Allah. What I don't even know what the, the dude the Jews love. Who do the Jews love? Moses. They, Moses? Yeah. I, I'm cool with Moses, bro. Whoever they are, I don't even care, dude. Just as long as you <laughs> treat people well, with that you use it as a power of light to help others. That's all it matters to me. And if you don't do that, you're a fucking scumbag, in my opinion. So let's go. Where do you want? Let, let's start swinging, bro. So yeah, and another thing, whatever happens between two consenti consenting adults, that's that's their own business. That's it, dude. That. So, I'm not God. I'm not yeah, so God. Abominable or illicit mixtures. We have uh, certain things in the Bible, Deuteronomy and Leviticus, where you can't mix certain people or certain uh, linens together or certain animals. It tells you don't mix these things, certain plants and all this stuff. And I came across this grimoire because we're going to be covering grimoires. And uh, during the Middle Ages, uh, the grimoires were instructional books on how to make certain things. And today we're going to be going over uh, a recipe on how to create a homunculus. Now, I'm going to start off with this and then we're going to wind it back and I'm going to introduce the idea and the concept to you and how it came to be. Because this is in the minds of one of the greatest academics uh, since from Pythagoras all the way to Paracelsus to what I believe Bezos, uh, Musk, all these guys of today, Epstein, all that good stuff. So during the Middle Ages, there was something called Christian Magia Naturalis. So it was a natural magic. And back then, physicians and magicians were the same thing. Physicians were exposing in nature what would benefit man. So speeding up of the natural process was a normal thing. Not using astral magic, which uses spirits or entities to do your bidding for you, right? So they would just uh, speed up the natural process, per se. And during this time, there was Magia Naturalis and alchemy. And those who were able to master nature were seen as having great powers, like changing the course of the moon, divination, omnipotence. And these books, grimoires, were instructional manuals on how to do these things. So you get A plus B and you get C. So the, the grimoire that I'm going to be talking about, that even John D., the John D., owned a copy of it, and this is history, uh, is the pseudo-Galenic and Platonic grimoire. Now, back then they would do pseudo-Platonic and pseudo Aristotelian. And that just, it's like a pen name. Nobody wanted to put their stamp of approval or their seal on it. So they wrote under pen names. Which I get do that. that. Today, right? I get that. I was just talking to somebody today about like, I really do believe that allowing people not to use their real name sometimes on, on internet is allowed there to be some real tough guys out there. Mm hmm. Right, and if you, everyone had their name, and now this is a guy who fully has put Sam Tripoli on everything that he's done, so I'm Me back too, it up. Bro. <laughs> but I uh, like I, you should put your name on everything. I mean, that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, but what if you're a whistleblower? Okay, that there's okay. I'm gonna make exceptions to two rules. Okay, <laughs> one is whistleblowing. Two is your Pornhub. What, okay, yeah. those are the only two where I because whatever gotcha. weird shit you're into again, as long as you're not hurting people in particular, children should that should be yours. But if you're gonna go make political, if you're gonna make statements on people's shit, like meaning like you're you're gonna do this trolling, you should put your name on it. Put mm -hmm. your name on it. Let everybody know your name, so you know that because you're a big tough guy. So to big tough guy, let everybody know your big tough guy name. That's all I'm if, saying. If that was to happen, can we get a restart? 
What do you mean? Like we delete everything I said before then. <laughs> and then from now on, it's my name's on well, it. Well, you're a talking lot of, to a guy who's yeah. put his name on everything, so I don't really have any sympathy for you. So, I mean, you're not going to get anything from me. Yeah, I grew up that way, too, because of journalism. Yeah, so you're I'm like, used to putting my name on shit. But. Yeah, I mean, I've always done that because I, I stand by what I say. So, uh, going back to, they didn't want to put their names on stuff. So. Back then, if you put your name on this type of stuff that I'm about to talk about, you'd be killed. You'd be beheaded. So, I'm going to be talking oh, I about... Get that. Yeah, we'll be covering the infamous Liber Vacay or Book of the Cow. You're not going to find this on Audible or Kindle because the original is in very fragmented Arabic. And there's the one that they go based off of is David Pingree's uh, Latin translation. So and I can pull up a picture of what it looks like so people can get, a, can get an idea. But you can find these on, on library archives and all this stuff online that they scan. But they're super old texts. And the most popular translation being that of the Latin one now. This book combines a lot of the topics that we're going to be talking about today and more. And it consists of a minor and major section, roughly 80 experiments. Now, some of these recipes show you how to make plants grow in an hour, methods to make armies, giants, or other forms appear in the oh. sky, which I found that really weird because that kind of reminds me of like Project Bluebeam. So yeah. is Project Bluebeam some grimoire magic or is it some technology? We don't really know, but... Again, this is a, 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 a grimoire from the ninth century. So you got to understand this has been around. And I believe that the elites today know about this sort of magic and they practice it in some way, uh, way or another. So they, uh, th it also shows you how to construct different kinds of magical houses wherein people will suffer seizures, start to tremble, hallucinate or die. And what a lot of people don't understand is when it comes to talismanic magic, uh, one of the one of the things is anything can be a talisman. And I think architecture plays a very big role in magical operations. And I, I think that's really ignored in, in a lot of places. But <clears throat> excuse me, if you look at Crowley, Crowley, whatever his fucking name is, however you say it, fuck that guy. If you look at his the 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 magic of Abermelon that he was trying to get in touch with his guardian angel, the architecture was very important and had to have certain house a house on a certain facing a certain way with a certain amount of windows, certain amount of rooms. So architecture is a big role. Cause again, you're trying to emulate as above. So below they're trying to emulate the little in order to be able to manipulate it on a, on a grander scale. So that's the hermetic. If you look at, stuff. if you look at Washington, DC, you look at New York city, they're all built Absolutely. in a cult architecture, uh, the layout of the city, a cult architecture. You go to San Francisco, it's all a cart, Freemason, occult Freemason mm -hmm. stuff. It's all secret yeah. society shit. Absolutely. And uh, this also instructs you how to be able to speak to birds or make lamps that can't be turned off. Now, I don't condone animal abuse. I don't condone any of that stuff, but we're going to go there because, again, these are this is this is this text. Some scholars considered it how to make an artificial demon and how to make, uh, you know, how to. It, somebody called it the most flagrantly demonic book that they've ever laid their eyes on. And these are scholars who are studying this. So just keep that in mind. Uh, the Liber Vake can be traced back to the ninth century and the West, it goes by a bunch of different names. And it's, uh, it's supposedly a book written by Galen uh, of works of Plato. So they take these high minds, these academics of, of all time, right? Because we're still using things that Plato, Pythagoras, Aristotle, that all these guys put together in the year, 300, 400, 500, we're still using it in 2022, right? So 
the minor section of the book mainly consists of the construction of magical lamps and the creation of illusions. And the author states that this type of magic is already well known. So it's exoteric, right? So he's writing it and saying, Hey, this is exoteric. Everybody knows how to do this. The major section, he states is more uh, esoteric. So more occulted. And the first four experiments, the major section being the more macabre ones and the ones that pique my interest and of researchers alike who have looked into this. And these are the gruesome experiments, uh, even leading some translators to omit certain details with fears of what they might say about them. So you have these scholars throughout history who were copying this down and saying, wait, this is so messed up. I'm not going to translate this. So they would leave certain parts out. The Christians are like, let's leave that part out of it because it's his story for a reason to the victor, the spoils. So that's why when you're, when your people are arguing about this identity politics and, and my religion is the best, it's like, we're all the same, bro. And we're going based off of what some dudes wrote in the year, whatever, you know, who could have changed it. And we see this already with totally works that, that don't fit the narrative. So 100% dude. One, and oh. that is the hard conversation to have because there's some mm -hmm. people who haven't gotten this information that Books have been manipulated, and every one of these religions, or at least the major Abrahamic religions, have had books either manipulated or a new book inserted into the process of their connection with God. And your question is, who who are those people that did that? I mean, look at it now. I mean, think about what's going to be in the textbooks about COVID. Yeah, I mean, dude, look at like yeah. that's why I was I was on like part of the problem with Dave Smith, and I go. You know, and everyone's like, ah, oh, you're getting mad at a black a mermaid. No, by itself, it's the most ridiculous thing to ever get worried about. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But because it's part of this long con game that is trying to make it so you and your children don't have the same information, meaning there's a disconnect. So now your children have to get a running start in their life instead of you passing down knowledge to them. This is all psychological, spiritual warfare. That's why it's done. The girl, the, the actress who's playing the Black Mermaid, I wish her nothing but love. I, I, I wish she does well. I hope she goes on and does a million movies. But she's being used as a pawn in a thing. With this girl now that's going around, this trans girl who is in interviewing uh joe biden have you seen her like she every conservative yeah. now is doing a, a, a video on her and she's winning this woman she's a pawn and you allow that sorcery to spread by doing stories on her you're you're playing the part of the game this is all part of the disconnect so that your kids generation and you don't have the same information that's what it's all about. Hey, real quick, guys, we want to give a shout out to our long running sponsor, Copy My Crypto. Give a big shout out to James McMahon and everything he's doing here. Real quick, I want to tell you about Copy My Crypto. Guys, listen, the recession is underway. Fuel is through the roof and food prices are insane. People are beginning to lose their homes. But there can be a massive positive to this because recessions are where more wealth is made than in any other time in the economic cycle. Take the last recession. Those who invested in property and stocks more than doubled their money inside two years. But no market rose like crypto where people made 10, 50, even 100 times over the same period. That's what James McMahon did. On his Crypto with James YouTube channel, he told his 21,000 subscribers to invest in the same 26 coins that he did. Had you invested $100 into each of those coins, you'd have been in profit for more than $123,000. $1,000. Wow. 
His top pick of the year, a crypto called Phantom, went up a staggering 692 times. And remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. James will be sharing every coin he buys during this recession on his Copy My Crypto membership site. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply copy James. So to join the 2,800 members who copy James, go to copymycrypto.com slash Sam. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash S-A-M. It's your call. You can thrive in this recession or be another victim. Go to... Go visit the site and read every word now. In order to illustrate the Libre Vecchia, the book of the cow, the relationship between the cow and the book, I'm going to start with the fourth experiment of the first four, which gives you instructions on how to generate bees. Now, stay with me because you start off by taking a cow and building a house with 14 small windows on the eastern side. Then you must seal all of them shut, behead the cow, drain its blood, and reattach the head again. All right, so stay with me. It's going to get, again, it's going to get weird. You then show, so the mouth, the eyes, ears, nose, anus, and vulva shut. And, and, and this is being read directly off of the, the translation this is my favorite part. Take a big dog penis and incessantly beat the cow with it until the flesh is discolored and its bone is broken. And you have to find the biggest dog penis that you can find. And that's not. And that, that is in the translation. Now, there's going to there's gonna be people who are going to be like, wait a minute, that's probably symbolic. Well, if it was an alchemical text, I would say, okay, it's symbolic for something else. But that's very specific. The biggest dog dick that you can find. Not just any dog dick, that's the biggest. That's so crazy weird, bro. <laughs> that means they're chopping up. Now you're killing a dog, too? Oh, yeah. Well, th- there's they, they just recently, because, again, I believe that magical systems, how I m- mentioned at the beginning, are meant to be adapted, transformed, and, and used in your own certain way, right? I don't practice anything. I'm just a scholar just researching this. As of recently, as of, I think, a couple months ago, they seized one of the biggest donkey dick uh, shipments of all time that was headed to China. Now, it makes you think, you know, you have all these things about chimeras being made in China and all these human hybrids. What is it? Is it linked to this? Because maybe don't use... The dog dick, which dog backwards is God. So who knows if there's something you say it's man's best friend. Uh, Cornelius Agrippa, one of the the most famous uh, occultists of all time. He had supposed to be a dog who he had sex with and it was it was the devil. So there's there's this connection with dogs. You have uh, you have I I believe it's Osiris, the dog, you know, the the dog headed God and all these things. So Anubis, I'm sorry. So you have all this this dog symbolism. And it's really weird that this ass is specifically it could have said anything else. And it says this. So once you're done with that, after this step, you split the cow skin after seven days, remove it. Um, remove the marrow-like substance, which you must grind up into an unknown herb. You take the mixture, you put it in the corner of a house, you'll eventually get worms. And every day thereafter, you need to open the window, throw a handful of powdered bees until you have living bees. Uh, uh, Sorry, powdered worms at the bees, uh, uh, powdered bees at the worms until you have living bees. And if you do this in reverse, you get a cow from dead bees. So very weird grimoire. And this is what got me into this subject of the homunculus because it's what pseudo-Plato calls a rational animal. Now, 
Whoever wishes to make a rational animal should take his own water while warm and let him mix it with equal measure of the stone that is called the stone of the sun. And this stone, this is the stone that shines at night like a lamp until the place in which it is found is illuminated. Now, there are other experiments in this in this book that it's using it's essentially the same thing except using different matrices and one uses uh the a female monkey another one uses the womb of an unidentified animal and if you make an ointment uh after the uh, after so let me break down the homunculus uh recipe so after this you must take a cow or you it's vulva is cleansed with the medicines of this womb. It's made capable of receiving what is put in it. If a cow is used, the blood of the ewe is put on its vulva and vice versa. The orifice is then plugged with the, with the stone of the sun. After this, the animal is put in a dark house and every week it is given a pound of the other animal's blood to eat. So it makes you think of vampires and all this stuff. I know it's, it's uh, getting close to Halloween, so it's going to be a little spooky. And once you take some of the sunstone and as much sulfur, as much magnet and as much tutia, green tutia, he should grind them, mix with willow sap dried in the shadows. When the cow or sheep gives birth, one must take that form and put it in that powder for it will once be closed in human skin. So it's saying that once you're done with whatever comes out of this, the inside the body of this cow, you take that and you start to form it into the shape of a man. After three days, it will become hungry and it will start to move around. Therefore, feed it the blood from, uh, from the mother for seven days. Then the animal form that is agreeable to many miracles will be finished. This being can be used to change the course of the moon, change oneself into a cow or a sheep. And if you take this form and feed it and nourish it for 40 days and feed it with the blood and milk and nothing else, the sun does not see it. So it's you're making a magical man, which you can then use for magical purposes. There's also another experiment where you can rub its blood on your feet and you can walk on water. So very interesting things that you are able to do with this homunculus. And it makes me think of, again, there's all this talk about using, unfortunately, children and all these occult rituals and all these things. Well, what if the elites could just make a little magical man and just use that for their, their, their magical practices? You have Simon Magus, the father of all heresies, the father of the Gnostics. He also said that he had a homunculus made out of air, one of the hardest ones to make. So this goes back way into antiquity. And we're going to be talking about also about the golem, how that relates to Frankenstein and also another blasphemous idea that I've uh, brought up on, on another episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. There's yeah. a lot to unpack. First of all, Johnny, uh, did you, were you part of that dog dick has uh, spiritual power? <laughs> what do you mean? Was I part of it? Where, part. Uh, did you, did you hear that part? Oh, no, I didn't hear yeah, that. Well, I, was, in the I was using the bathroom. You could use giant dog dick to. Uh, it has to be giant dog dick. Yeah, they yeah. You, the biggest dog dick, the biggest one in town. If you got a uh. dog with big dick, hide it during immaculate yeah. season. And so, <laughs> so, so then, so my question is: is so you take the cow and you put it in this thing and you shove something up its butt? Is it alive? No, it's not his butt, dude. It's vag. So you no, no, no. I understand that, but there's, but is the cow alive still? No, you have to kill it, and you're using its you're using its womb as a, as a matrix. Oh, like wait, wait, Star so Wars I thought you moment? said part, part way through that though. You have to feed it blood. Now, what, does that mean you just pour it inside of it the dead cow? No, so you have to at the, at first when you seal it up. That's why I was saying that the 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 closed building is sort of like a like a like an oven, right? Like an incubator. So the cow is working as an incubator. You take 
the your warm water, which is your sperm, and you put it inside of this cow into the into the vagina of the cow, and you seal everything up. And after forty days, you're gonna get like this this gelatinous thing, and which you take out and you form into a man. You you put this powder on it, and it's gonna get skin. And then you take that and you put it. Can I share my screen? Yeah, yeah, I'll say that. I'm just saying. So, which thing do you feed blood though? I, I, the, the homunculus. The homunculus. You Got it. it. Okay. It's mother's that was like blood after okay. after three days because it's going to be hungry and it's going to start to move around. And again, this is something that's presented in the by uh, after yeah in the in, after you take it out of the cow. So this is you're going to have if I can share my screen. There yeah, you, you should go. be able to. Someone's pulling that out back out after forty days. So have you guys ever seen pictures like this where it's like? A, a little man inside a flask. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do in my free time is just look at weird photos of people <laughs> in flasks. <laughs> Why do I feel that's true? So this, is, again, this is an idea presented by, look, the elites, the elites are doing this, right? First monkey human embryos reignite debate over hybrid animals. Japan approves first human animal embryo mm. experiments. Uh, will we ever find the elixir of life? Oh, guess who? Oh, Jeff Bezos. Look at this. First space, <laughs> now immortality. Jeff Bezos reportedly invests in eternal... Uh, eternal life startup, Altos Labs. So you have inside the U.S. facility where 199 legally dead humans and almost 100 pets await being revived. So this is not new to these people. There's movies, the, the cinemagicians, right, where they're using people as talismans. Uh, they're charging them in order to invoke certain feelings in people. I believe that's 100% true. A corporation could be considered a homunculus. It literally, legally authorized entity, artificial person created by law from a group of succession of persons. So a corporation, what better way than, than a, a sigil than the McDonald's sign, right? A corporation legally by the etymology, if you break it down, means an artificial person. So it's a homunculus. That's what literally what it means. So they're using word magic, even in this, and if it is Damn, an actual person, dude. who knows, but this That's is crazy. This, this, this is linked to a lot of things. So essentially you take the cow, you put your sperm in it and, and some other versions, you penetrate the cow or the animal. Again, this is very grotesque stuff that I believe has happened because you got the people who are going to take this from a metaphorical sense of the word of the, of the book. They're like, Oh, that's, that's all symbolic. And then you're going to have that one group of people who are going to be like, man, I really wonder what happens if I do this. You know, you got some, you got some people living out, you know, in the Hills somewhere in the middle of nowhere. They're like, there's the cow, there's the goat, whatever it is, it's just go ahead and give it a try. You know, it's, it's, it's bound to happen no matter what. So, you're so I saying, believe are that, they that, using that, human sperm. Yes, yes. Human, human sperm. So I jumped the gun a little bit and I gave you guys the, you know, a bit of the climax so I could reel you guys in and I want to no break intended. down. How, yeah, no pun intended. I, I want to, you know, I just stuck the tip in just to get you guys warmed up and I want to, I want to back it up and show you guys where this came from, because again, it came from some of the most, academic minds of the, you know, stuff that we still use from uh, today, from Paracelsus, from Pythagoras, from uh, Galen, from all these minds of back then that were used until recently, until the 18th century. The thing century. I would love to know is how they came up with this, you know, like all the experiments they got wrong, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we just got a weird rabbit this time, you know? If we're you, trying to get a if, you the, if you look at the, the story of the Anunnaki, what was the story of the Anunnaki? If you look at the story of the Anunnaki, we are homunculus because they take the womb of the Anunnaki and the sperm of some homo sapien type race and they put it together. They're, 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 we're a hybrid, essentially, if you want to believe that story of creation. So it, it's not just, it, again, ancient Mesopotamia, that's as old as you're going to get as far as 
as far as literature goes, if you want to really go back to the idea of the homunculus. So it's, it's not anything that's new and there are actual scholars who pursue this, this, this idea. And it, and it's an actual field of study. Also, I want to get here uh, after you're done making this homunculus, uh, you take its body parts, you can make certain things out of its body and you take its blood. Like I said earlier, you put it on your feet, you anoint your feet and you're able to walk on water using the guts of the homunculus birthed by the unidentified animal can make you impervious to pain using its heart wrapped in skin of its forehead makes you invisible and burning powder made from its body can make it rain. Uh, there's stories of Hermes Trismegistus also being able to be invisible. Pythagoras uh, being able to be invisible and omnipotent. Uh, there is stories of Jesus Christ walking on water. So it makes you think either were these, were, were they homunculi? right? Homunculus for plural, uh, homunculi for plural, uh, or were they using this sort of uh, black magic, I guess, necromancy. I don't know what you want to call it, but we, we're, we're going to go there. So the, the other experiments in this book is just using various mixtures and various matrices. So it can either be, again, of some animal, you can make hybrid animals, you can make a, a cow look uh, with, a, with the face of a man. Uh, and then, like I said, David Pingree, considered the Libra Breaker the most flagrantly demonic of the Arabic books on magic and said the homunculus was an artificial demon of some sorts. Now, uh, we're going to go to the beginning of the, the, this idea, how it was introduced. Like I mentioned earlier, we have the Anunnaki story. We have in Greek cosmology, Prometheus shaped man out of mud and Athena breathed life into the clay figure. And the ultimate power of God is the ability to create life from nothing. And man has tried, but we, you know, we have technology nowadays to be able to edit genes. You have in vitro, which that's creating, right? Fertilizing an egg outside of the matrix, outside of the womb to then inject into the womb of the female. So that is not science fiction. That is science. That, that, that is fact. That is actual science, whatever that is nowadays. But uh, the first human clone was created in November, 1998. I did not know that. The embryo was destroyed after 12 days, so they claim. And the chimera was created, was half man, and guess what? Half cow. So the cow plays a role uh, that's very significant in the, the creation of the homunculus. And it makes you think of why certain, certain religions don't eat meat, right? They, 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 in India, they worship cows. There's a reason, I think, that it starts to tie all these things together. And the taboo of usurping the position of God can be traced back to the creation story in the book of Genesis, right? When Eve eats the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and goes against the, the word of God and chooses to disobey it. And the rest is history. And one of the, and, and I think, and I'm going to relate this to Dahmer. And there's a reason why they're pushing Dahmer and they're pushing cannibalism in the media. Again, the cinemagicians at Netflix and all these other places where they're pushing these ideas. And I think it's got to do with, with the homunculus and all this other stuff. So one of the main OGs to do was Pygmalion, which was a king and a sculptor from Metamorphosis, or a, a Greek text, and, and in which he fell in love with a statue that he had carved. Now, if you've watched the new Dahmer show, he steals or the, uh, allegedly in real life, he actually did this. He stole a mannequin and he was like laying in bed with it, almost like, was he getting sexual with the mannequin? Who knows? But that goes back to Greek times. You know what I mean? This, this idea and, and they, what they want to do, I believe in the mainstream uh, media, they want to portray certain energies and certain people in history. Again, these are gods that they worship. So by them putting them out there for millions of people to see, 
Who knows? You have the creation of Pandora, Pandora's box, uh, William Shakespeare, you have Pinocchio. And of course, uh, one that we'll get into later, Frankenstein's monster. Not so much a, an alchemical homunculus, but a certain type of golem. We'll get into the Jewish golem as well. So, so interesting, dude. It's just like these people, they're just a bunch of like psychopaths out there that mm-hmm. want to tempt God and tempt just the laws of nature. We're constantly trying to change the laws of nature. And it goes back mm-hmm. to culture. This is culture. Culture is the enemy of nature. And they're at war. Cultural war. That's but, what, right? It's called a cultural war. And, and there's this thing in science where people, it seems to be justification for doing a thing that you can do the thing. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's try, like they're doing in Boston, you know, like, hey, let's try to make COVID worse, you know? Yeah. Let's see yeah. if we can. Do you believe that story? Uh, not really. No. I don't either. But, but do you get on, on its face? So take it on its face. There's that element of science, like, where they're just like, we can do this. Let's do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's nobody yeah. ever stops to say, should we? Should yeah, we do 100%. this? 100%. Like, why are you creating something that's 80 times more deadly? Yeah, when you hear about even just dumb studies you hear about where they spent three years finding out, you know, what, what happens to toenail clippings after, you know, you take them off. You know what I mean? It's just, and you're like, what the, what, why? Yeah, why, why are we, are we doing, doing this? this? And things you got to convince people to back that up. Like, yeah, you gotta... I, I think all that's money laundering. I think. Any it, hey, shit, man. It may well, you might be right. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like, oh, we spent $30 billion on trying to figure out how to go to the moon. And you're like, well, oh, did that, we go? No. That definitely is. Yeah. For even the most ridiculous I mean, of these science projects. You didn't hear how much that app to, for Canada to make to track everybody else cost? It cost like a, like a million dollars. And some guys like, I could have done that overnight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's because like it's money all money laundering. Yeah, it's give so, it here, give it here. It's like web here. design. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen this new thing where like rich kids are throwing like tomato soup on like what they think is expensive yeah. art, which you got to be an idiot <laughs> to think that's the actual thing. Like you get that close to it, right? Yeah, they got a Van Gogh apparently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's obviously a fake Van Gogh. No one's going to put the real thing out so the peasants can touch it. <laughs> so the one woman can draw on it. Like, hey, let me finish Jesus's face, right? Yeah. Right? I remember that. Yeah. But it's like, you're like... That so they're fighting climate change you're like so this is a rich kids waging a rich kid war on a asset that is just a money laundering asset to 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 promote a rich kids war on a rich kids psyop that's all it is dude that's all it's just a it's a it's a it's a promotional jerk off. That's all but these things are. You don't think this this got done like kind of they let him do it? After they just pour tomato soup, you wouldn't back up yeah. other fucking and art. I know when you're committing like some kind of eco-terrorism, which this is, uh, that people just sit around cameras and watch it happen. Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to put on it's it's just the most ridiculous things ever. You don't think everyone's on high alert? No, they should hey, be, yeah. Look for some pasty like fours running around. <laughs> <laughs> Just- and also to add on to the science thing, right? Because they they shrouded in science. Uh, let's let's note that cloning is illegal in a lot of countries, not because it can't be done, but because it can be done. So again, cloning is illegal. Was it illegal? Be- Why would oh, it be Bill illegal? Clinton, yeah, that's such it. a good point, man. Yeah, when do they ever make things illegal that you can't do? That's yeah. such a good right. point. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Hey, There's dude, no law Ill- in the books that says you can't fly. You're not allowed to become invisible and jerk <laughs> yeah. off outside chicks' windows. You cannot do that. 
Exactly. We gotta get so, together. We gotta stop these people from just flying around. Well, we gotta stop, at, but no one's at, doing it. Well, well, it doesn't matter, man. We gotta make a law that stops that's, it. That's such a good point. Hey, everyone. Before we go on, uh, real quick, uh, Xavier, what's your spot? What's your social media? Any social media? X G marks the spot. X G marks the spot on any social media. Okay, Johnny, what's your social media? Johnny A. Woodard on Instagram. Johnny Woodard on Twitter. I'm uh, Sam Tripoli or Official Tripoli on everything. So go check that out. I really do uh, appreciate you. I think it, it's real important. And also, please get on the website. Please go and join the email list. We're up to 200. Join it so you can find out what's going on. I can keep you because you never know when they're going to drop the hammer of the gods on me again and get rid of my uh, get rid of any of my social media. So join the email list at samtriply.com. Okay, before we get, I want to tell you about our good friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew. <laughs> That's right. Blue Chew is one of our longest running sponsors. And Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Sales, but in a chewable tablets for a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. So you can plan ahead or you can be ready when the opportunity arises. When she calls, it's go time. Okay. And the process is simple. Go to Go sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, boom! Okay, you receive your prescription within days. Best part, real simple, it's all done online. No visiting the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, looking at the hot pharmacist who's going to judge you, okay? Nobody cares. It's you and Blue Chew, and that's all you need to rock and roll and fight for your freedom, okay? And one more thing about Blue Chew, they're American-made. They're American-made, American boners for American guys who are going to light up American ladies or dudes, whatever you're into. We don't judge! Wherever that boner gets buried, that's up to you. Blue Chew makes it better, okay? It's real simple. So here's what we want you to do. Real simple. So, hey, if you can benefit from some extra confidence when it comes to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex. We all, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TIMFOIL at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TIMFOIL to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for everything they do for American Boners and for sponsoring this podcast. Look at movies like Harry Potter that promote these type of things. They paint magic in a certain aspect. I think it's different than how they paint in the mainstream narrative. But, uh, you know, I want to I also want to point out that how closely this subject is is connected to major subjects. So there's a thing called the Wikipedia game. And the goal is to get from one randomly selected article to another using uh, only the links provided in each article and the fewest possible steps. So somebody ran the math on the term homunculus connected to the, uh, from the 500 random pages, it took 3.92 clicks to get to a homunculus article. And another sample from the 50 most visited articles, it drops down to 3.02 clicks to get to the homunculus. So this homunculus idea, I'm not reaching when it's connected to, uh, when it's connected to Ukraine, when it's connected to Dahmer, when it's connected to all these things, because it, it's connected. Somebody ran the math. Somebody ran an algorithm and did the math. So it, it's there. Okay. So, so I'm not just coming up with it out of nowhere. And the, the word homunculus comes from Latin and it translates to little man or miniature human. And it is a representation of a small human being 
originally depicted as a small statue made of clay. And we all have seen voodoo hoodoo, the little effigies, right? The Bohemian Grove, the effigy that they were burning. It makes you think about that. And according to Paracelsus, which we'll get to later, uh, the homunculus is, quote, the image of a figure of a small man with every limb and shaped like a man. And it is based on the idea that, ex- that the external shape and form of an object reveals its internal properties and power. So as above, so below. Uh, so the image of a man, according to Paracelsus, possesses all abilities and powers of man. So again, it's think of it as a sort of talisman, as a sort of sigil. That's why I say, uh, that's why I call them cinemagicians, because a movie uh, essentially is a bunch of pictures all in succession. So when they're putting these ideas out, they're imprinting them into your yeah. subconscious, yeah. which is very important because that's how they program. That's MK Ultra shit right there, man. You know what I mean? And they're doing this all the time. And again, they call it, it's it's just been changed names. Okay. That, that, that's all I think it is. Look at Hollywood, break down Hollywood, the etymology of Hollywood. You yeah. I mean? Television, you programming, it's all there, dude. And they do mm-hmm. it right in your face. And like, right in your face. And people are waking up to it now more than ever, dude. I, I, I mean, like, if you look at the transhumanism movement, mm-hmm. you look at these hybrids. I mean, it's everywhere. They're just talking about this right now. And, like, yes. who knows, man? Emma throws out there. Maybe these cryptids that we see everywhere are, are versions of this stuff. That's right. That's right. We'll get into the dog man later. I know you guys like the dog man. And, we love the and dog the, man. We try to get him on the show. Dick. He won't come on. <laughs> <laughs> so think about the dog dick thing. Like dog man, does it really, is it related? Oh, we'll get snaps. To it. So uh, an artificial uh, human created by magic is also another definition. And a homunculus does the bidding of its creator. You have, i.e. the golem, Frankenstein's monster, AI. What's every single movie that's been made about AI that it goes out of control and it starts destroying everybody? And that's essentially what we're getting at here. In psychology, we have something called the homunculus argument. And what that stated was, and again, this is mainstream science. Uh, The homunculus argument states that you have in your brain a homunculus observing your real world. And then inside that homunculus brain, there's another little homunculus ad infinitum. And that's, that's the homunculus argument. So instead of turtles all the way down, it's actually homunculus all the way down, or homunculi yeah. all the way down. And that's actually, actually a thing. There's also nebulas named after homunculi. There's the homunculi nebula, and it's a homunculus within a homunculus. So again, you know, homunculus all the way down. And neuroanatomy, the cortical homunculus, and I pulled up a picture of it earlier. Can I share my screen again? Yeah, share away, bro. So the, the cortical homunculus is this, I'm sure you guys have seen this picture here before yeah. where it's like this, this disproportionate uh, man. It's, it's supposed to be a neural map of how much of body parts the brain uses. So you have the mouth being used a lot. Uh, there's also a femunculus, which is the female version of it. And it shows, it's just a neural map. If that was me, the dick would be way bigger. Cause that's, yeah. I use that <laughs> way more than the, I mean, any of the rest. That's the old giant, <laughs> yeah. just sitting on a giant. As far dog. as my brain power, yeah, yeah it you was. can't even walk because it's so much bigger than your legs. I mean, why do you think the hands are so big? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Can I ask so, you about the homunculus real quick? Is it in your studies? Do you get the sense that this was a being that actually lived, or was it some kind of magical force? Do you get the sense that these are actual physical living and breathing beings 
So they, they would create, I believe that they would create them. And now there are certain books, right? You have to understand Crowley wrote about this, by the way. So and we're, we're going to get into that Crowley, Crowley, did. Cuckley, whoever uh, he wrote about this. So I think that it, there is two aspects of it. I think there is a physical, the practical alchemy, because I'm going to be getting into the alchemical homunculus, which is the one, the little man in the jar. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were actually making these things for the magical attainment of power to be godlike, essentially. And I there's also astro homunculus. So you have the thought form, you have the tulpa, you have the, you know, these astrally projected uh, homunculus, you know, thought ideas, these, these, these things that, you know, like demons and stuff like that. Uh, in the Picatrix and other grimoire, you have to summon a watcher, which is essentially uh, a watcher takes on a different meaning. It takes on the meaning of this watcher in the astral realm that watches over your body as you astral project and do your fun little activities in the astral realm. And he watches over you in order for another entity not to take over your body, which is a vessel. Oh, and I get into so that. Crazy, so there, there, you can take this so many which ways uh, because it is a physical thing if you want to go there. And, yeah. and it was more of a metaphysical thing that the... Uh, what, what I'm about to get to that the uh, the Chinese alchemists, they, they believe there was something else. Carl Jung talked about the internal homunculus that okay. you can bring forth and it will show you the secrets of the universe. That's so there's it, a lot it of is, different. Right? Yeah, it's, it's right. very interesting. But now, do you, these, so these things are, are is, is the idea that they're living in another realm and they're kind of called forth into a physical body in this realm. And they're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Uh, are they Depends. happy about it? I mean, do they want to be, uh, you know, uh, incorporated in this on this plane uh what's uh what's their mindset about this whole thing and john that's a really good question because it depends on who you ask right paracelsus he was the he's the mac daddy of the homunculus he's the first one to ever say and write the word homunculus and he believed that that the, it was the pinnacle of man right they don't feel any which way the the homunculus is art it knows everything it can tell the future. It can show you things hidden. It can help you find hidden treasures. And uh, by you're, you're essentially supposed to either sacrifice it at one point or another and kill it. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no which way about it. You have to sacrifice it. And that reminds me of a certain religious person where the, he was sacrificed for the, mm-hmm. for the, uh, to go give away and forgive everybody's sins. Which so you I'll can't just raise it up as your kid. Like that's not an option. That's not you on could. the table. You could, you could do what you trying to make a homunculus, Johnny. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, I'm just, I'm just fascinated by the, the, you know, the accounts of them, like what they, I'm trying to, now, did they appear as human or did they appear as those things that you showed us that crazy? They, they appeared as a a little man, as, as a fully developed little man. There's different accounts. Some of them appeared as transparent. Uh, Some of them were like ghosts. They were, they were fully transparent. And when you would feed them is when they would show themselves as this milky white substance. So there's a lot of different stories. If you really sit down and look at these stories all throughout history, there's so many different accounts of it that would be like, wait a minute, this might be a real thing. And I, I, I do think that there was a metaphorical sense of it and a physical. So you can take it whichever way you want. I mean, it's all about, you know, energy cannot be created nor transformed. Uh, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. So maybe perhaps how you're saying uh, there's this other, there, there was this account because it gets into this uh, philosophical aspect, this, this, the ethics of it. There was this famous 15th century story, the Arnaldian homunculus, where he was very Christian. They were, they were very religious at this time. He would make homunculus in the lab. 
And as soon as it would be come to life, he would destroy it. And the reason that he did that was because he didn't know if God had died for that homunculus of sins or if God was, you know, does it have a soul? They started to ask that the questions that you're asking uh, back then in the 15th century, they were asking the ethical questions like, this is so cruel, right? I'm killing this being. He wasn't meant to be here or was he? So that's why you have Pingree talking about, hey, they're artificial demons. They're, they don't have a soul. And Crowley talks about these things, the homunculus as well, which we'll get into it here in a little bit. You, you kind of said that Jesus might be a homunculus. Is there any way centaurs or anything comes around that area? Because I also said, I also saw that they use horses uh, instead of cows sometimes. Yeah, the question is why they use cows. It's like... Cows get a shitty deal. Yeah, cows got shit. (laughs) They always got shit. The only thing worse than cows is pigs. Pigs and cows got shit deals. They're so tasty. But again, you can use, uh, and there's other wombs being used. There was monkeys being used. There was, uh, I believe, goats. You could use other things. It wasn't just the cow. They were experimenting with different versions of, it depended on the matrix that you were using. So matrix means womb. It could be a flask, right? The alchemical flask. I would use a fish. Yeah, yeah, there's also fish that were being used. Again, there was a easy. bunch of different things. And, and again, feel f- I don't condone animal rights, but feel free that's to. That's a freak. Imagine basing it <laughs> off of fucking science. I got to jerk off into this just for science. I mean, we've seen like um, <laughs> stories, uh, again, going back to movies, creating spirits, summoning demons to go do your work and stuff like that. And you're like, where do they come up with these ideas? And like, maybe they're based off some real stuff. I mean, we see it happen all the time with modern day stuff. I like, got the history for you, Sam. If, if you want to get into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, here's the sad thing. I'm looking at homunculuses on the internet. And somebody put a uh, a, a fucking COVID mask on one of them. Yeah. I'm like, well, now we're worried about homunculus getting uh, COVID now, too. So <laughs> what, That's how it started. <laughs> that's how it's, yeah. that uh, homunculus fucked a, you know, a, a bat or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, the more and more I say. think about this, the more and more I, I this like... It's either like something from the beyond the ice wall, something from mm-hmm. Hollow Earth, or these cryptids are just experiments wreaking havoc on us. It makes you think, right? It makes you wonder where these these things come from. So yeah, for the, sure, the, man. The the homunculus is one of the beings that alchemists were rumored to have successfully created. And the alchemists were uh, after creating lead, uh, gold from lead, and, and transforming metals. Uh, they were after. Uh, creating the elixir of life for immortality. And again, they wanted to create artificial life. I think that the, the, if you've ever watched the full metal alchemist, which is an anime where they show that the, the bad guys, spoiler alert, are homunculus. And again, I think a lot of these animes are super occult and they have a bunch of occult themes in it, but I want to paint a picture of where it came from. And the idea was uh, known as it came from this, formally adopted biological science known as preformationism. Now it states that an organism develops from the miniature version of itself. Because remember, they didn't have microscopes back then. So they believe that a sperm was actually a little man inside the sperm. And when you would put it in the womb, it would grow and become a full man, right? So that everything that came into being, even <laughs> animals came from little versions of themselves and eventually grew into the bigger versions. Now, daddy Pythagoras, is the one accredited with uh, using originating the term spermism, 
And he is also the father of eugenics, but that's all, that's a whole different podcast. And spermism is the idea that fathers contribute the essential characteristics of their offspring while the mother only contributes material substrate. Now I said, this episode was going to get weird. It's going to go there. Uh, these people were going to get products weird. Of their time. We're, we're already there, you. dude. We passed that accident a long time ago. I think that started so, with a giant fucking dog dick. Yeah. Yeah. Giant dog dick. So Aristotle agreed with Pythagoras and he elaborated it and it lasted well into the 18th century with the help of other great minds. Now, Aristotelian biology. In antiquity, there was two different views when it came to reproduction. You have spontaneous generation and sexual generation. Now, they believe that spontaneous could be triggered by mixing the correct natural ingredients. Boom, voila, you have it. You allow them to putrefy first. I'm sorry. You have to let them rot, right? Because that's why they thought that maggots came from rotting flesh, flies, all these things uh, from putrefaction which is a big role when it comes to putting your sperm into these matrixes, you need to let it putrefy. And they believe, for example, that a little chicken came into existence by putrefaction because what happens when you leave an egg away from the hen? We now know it needs to be fertilized, but back then they didn't know that. Damn. They so were these like, people's hey, noses were just burned out, huh? They couldn't smell was, anything. Yeah. Yeah. She was oh, warming yeah. it up. So it just putrefied and came into a little chicken. You know, <laughs> so that's what they believed back oh, then. Imagine the smells, bro. Whoa. I mean, just their nose had to be just red lines, <laughs> you know, just burned out. Completely. Well, you know, it's like they were talking about how like toothpaste and mouthwash didn't come until like the early 1900s. So like, was everybody walking around with bad breath and everyone just like, did they just move their head or Used just did everyone just have bad breath? So nobody had bad breath. I think Dude. that's it. man. George Wiseman took showers, was the last person to take a shower and he was on the last podcast. Just imagine the smells he had a fucking smell. Oh, you mean like when he uh, when he showered back yeah. with his family, where he said yeah. he was the last one oh, yeah, to use the water, to go through all that oh, dirty right, right. water. Yeah, how disgusting that is, and that was a guy uh -oh. on a podcast. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Now I mean, imagine. nobody brushed their teeth back in the day. Yeah, you think they were sharing tooth toothbrushes over there? Oh. Do you hear about the guy who just stepped down? He like was in a city, and he was ahead of the their water department, and he just stepped down because they busted that he wasn't putting fluoride in the water. <laughs> Great. So he was doing everybody a favor. And yeah, now he had to step down because he was saving humanity. Sure. Like, why is everyone's bones so sturdy in this city? <laughs> <laughs> why they got good teeth here? Go on. So in Metamorphosis, Ovid uh, says, and this is this is mythology, that bees come from rotting cattle, wasps from horses, scorpions from crab shells, snakes from decomposing spinal cords, and mice from slime. So back then they were contemplating where all these things originated from. And also in the Bible, there's also uh, bees being uh, coming from the carcass of a lion. You can find that. I forgot. Well, where everybody knows that. The, I mean. the, the, the story of Samson. Yeah, everybody, everybody knows that. So in the seventh century, uh, somebody, it, it got more specific. They came out. Honeybees were generated from rotting cattle, bumblebees from horses, drones from <laughs> mules, wasps. So they started to get more and more, more and more specific. And now the poet Virgil, he took this a step further. And Virgil, for those, the, those that don't know, Dante's Inferno, probably one of the most known pieces of literature in history, he wrote this other piece called Georgics. Now, he wrote about how to replenish a beehive with artificial bees. And that makes me think, oh, the bees are dying, right? The bees are dying. We have to get, take care of the bees. So uh, with artificial bees through the use of begonia. And begonia, again, 
was a ritual based on the belief that bees were spontaneously generated from the cow's carcass. And he wrote about how to beat, not with a dog dick, but <laughs> beat a, a cow until it's, you don't break the skin, right? You have to beat it until it's pulp and just all, you know, gelatinous. And then you just let it sit in a house, you seal it up. And, uh, you know, seven days later, 40 days later, something like that, the there's bees. So this is what they were writing about back then. Okay. And a lot of scholars are like, Hey, this is, this has poetic merit. Yeah. This isn't an actual practice. This isn't literal. Please don't try to do this at home. Sam, there's that one guy, you know, there was that one guy was like, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And he took his cow and, and the, uh, Charlie's the Willy Wonka, right. With Johnny Depp, there is a scene where they're whipping a cow and there's like, Oh, that's how you whip cream. Well, I mean, or begonia trying to make bees. I don't know. So again, there's uh, little hints at this. What I believe are hints at this in mainstream media. And we'll get into that later. Uh, Aristotle also explained uh, lice. He thought that they would just pop out of people's skin because again, they're observing it. They're, they don't know any better. Uh, and they believe that it was too much humidity in your body. So uh, lice were produced out of the flesh. And you have Aristotle's theory of sexual generation, which was that every material substrate must contain matter and form. The two matters were sperm, uh, the most, uh, the almost pure form, and menstrual blood, the almost pure matter. And the sperm acts as the form to the matter supplied by the menstrual blood in order to produce a living being. And Aristotle believed that coitus, so intercourse, there was a battle going on between the menstrual blood and the sperm. And he said, well, if the sperm wins, you get a male. And if the, the menstrual blood wins, you get a female. So... He also stated that females are weaker and colder in their nature than males. And we should look upon a female state as being as it were a deformity because of the absence of the sexual appendage. And this further proved that women lack perfection. And then again, this was back then. Okay. A broken (laughs) clock's right twice a day. No, only kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's very interesting. I mean, because these guys are just spitballing, right? Mm -hmm. They're just spitballing. But everyone's like, he's a doctor. This makes sense. Right? Listen, you get get lice because you're too wet. That's why. You're too wet. There's too much moist. Stop well, being even the so thing more. that you getting cold makes you get a cold. You know what imagine I mean? Imagine your mother going, "Why you you stop being so moist? Do you want to get lice? That's... Go outside and sit in front of the sun yeah. so you don't get moist." Yeah, dehydration's great. Yeah, it's just crazy, dude. I mean, like that's why, I like, trust the science. Imagine when people are like, "Oh, dude, I have a headache. Oh, could you have an evil spirit? Let's drill a hole in your skull yeah. and let the evil spirit <laughs> out." You're like, what? Well, I mean, with, I mean, back in the day with kings and queens, they would always blame the queen when it's the king's fault for oh, not yeah. having males. And this <laughs> was just popping up females and like they want to kill her. They're like, you're not doing your job right. She's like, I'm laying there. I'm trying. Bro. I'm trying. They're doing different positions. <laughs> you got in the office. You have uh, I forget his name. The goofy looking one. Dwight was talking. He was like telling his girlfriend, like, hey, if you want to have a boy, you know, make sure you just get warmed up, you know, at a certain temperature. And it's funny because in the office, Michael Scott, Michael Scott was actually a necromancer, wizard, magician of antiquity. (laughs) So again, this is even ingrained in comedy shows where you don't expect it to be a cultic. But I've learned that if you look far down enough, the rabbit hole, there's some aspect of the occult ingrained and a lot of the things that we're intaking. And it's, again, it's 
you are what you eat. So I think they're programming us by putting all these images in front of I us. I forget who hey. I was talking to. There's somebody I was talking to that is like friends. I want to say Brian Callum, but that might just be me uh, just picking a name. Uh, that he was like, these writers write these movies, and then the money people come in and go, we want you to have this character, have that quality, this character. have." So the writer, a lot of times, isn't the one putting it in. It's the mm -hmm. people financing the movie. They're like, okay, we'd like this character to have this and this and this. And you got to be like, well, I mean, if that's what, what it's going to take to make the movie to get done. Yeah, especially, you know they come to him with that, too, right at the finish line. Like, they're about to get their yeah. project approved. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, just before we put this in, we just want you to change it. And you're like, oh. Yeah, that, make that queen into having sex with dead people. Just make that. Just, <laughs> you don't really have to put anything in there, but just understand it's part yeah, of the story. Can you just make those three characters black this yeah. time? Yeah. Just this time. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a South Park trick. Yeah. Last minute. Yeah. La well, that's why they didn't take notes. But yeah, I find this, I find 100% like this. Like, George Washington is black in this movie. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it's going to happen. I forget they did it with a really obvious one this time. Dude, it happens oh, a lot. Superman, they didn't want Superman to be white in this mm -hmm. DC movie. They wanted him to be black. And you're like, what? See, I'm less offended by fictional characters, even if they're old ones. But dude, they're doing it with a lot of history now. There was some movie about these two inventors that just came out and they were both men they just made one of them a woman like just to just to do it but that's again that's being done on purpose of course yeah. so we don't have the same history as our ancestors and we don't mm -hmm. know if we're coming or going and it just and then we get to this whole thing where we're reading this book going i don't know if it's literal i mean dude mm -hmm. in uh, 200 years there'll be a podcast going Oh, you know, there was this podcast called Tim Fall Hat, and they were talking about how Trump was a white guy, not a transsexual <laughs> lizard person, like we, which is the facts, right? You know, you're like, what? Uh, that's the new Shaggy. Oh, that was it. That's, that's the new it. Shaggy. Yep. That's it. Snoop, uh, oh, Scooby Doo is going to be a, do oh, a really? cat. Yeah. Scooby Doo's going to be a cat. No, I made that no up that's right there. great. Good. <laughs> Best joke so far. That was good. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like these things by themselves aren't really anything. No, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. If but the, when not... it's this whole thing, you're like, now you're, you're like your your parents probably you know the young Scooby Doo. If you had kids, their Scooby Doo would be different than your kids' yeah. Scooby Doo, mm -hmm. and that's all done on purpose. They want it to be. A, they want a detached. So now, if you shish kebab everything enough, your children don't get a running start. You know Velma's a lesbian? That's real. Yeah. They made her a lesbian on the new show. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I always thought she was a yeah, lesbian. Yeah, but like, why does it matter? Why, why can't it be a kid's cartoon without knowing their fucking sexual preference? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're that's just, the whole point, what yeah, you just said. That's yeah, that's really, yeah. Why would we ever need to know their, their, their sexual orientation on a kid's show? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's so it's right. just stupid. And then guess what's going to happen? Nobody's going to watch this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It and happens over like, and over. And that's why when when you go you go, "Hey, if what if you're trying to convince me that uh, Hold on, stop. Now is he just voicing it over or they're going to make him black? No, I think they're going to make him black. Yeah, yeah oh he's got my, the green shirt and everything just, on HBO Max, yeah. Of uh, course, HBO. Wait, the series is called Velma, so it's just about Velma? Oh my god. Great. That, I'm sure that's going to go really well. So yeah, like that Christmas show last yeah, year with yeah, uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, what was yeah. that? Remember that? Oh yeah. And Sarah, uh, uh, Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Where they the just shit on Christmas. Show of all yeah. Time. It's another one of those. You can tell. 
It's so ridiculous, dude. And it's just like, and listen, all these actors, do you hate them for taking the gig? No, no I take it. Can't. You can't. You can't hate them, dude. Yeah, it's like, yeah. take the gig. Like the girl played the Black Mermaid. Take the gig, man. Good for you. But it's literally wasting money. And it's like, it's like, it's imagine putting on like a giant production and nobody shows up. Mm -hmm. Like, would you would you be mad at me if I told you, dude, Scooby Doo, they want a Mexican Shaggy. Can I take it? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, dude, get that SAG after insurance, bro. Click that. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's all done on purpose. And, and then, dude, it's just like, again, man, I, I think all this occult ritual shit is like the real religion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, now uh, let me let me make sure I state that correctly. It's the real religion of the elites. That's my. Yeah, it's the gods they worship. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why, and I get a lot of shit, and everyone chops my, me up and puts it on, <laughs> on fucking bitch shoot, which is like, you think you think YouTube is toxic comments? Go read some of the stuff on bitch shoot, bro. <laughs> that is wild west shit, bro. Over they, the they called paranoid American a fat fuck with a fag beard, and I and I <laughs> oh, as shit. soon as I saw it, I texted, and I was like, dude, these comments are brutal, bro. Dude, <laughs> like, on bitch shoot, it's just like. And by the way, get ready for Twitter to go back to that. It is going to be shocking when it's just like, it's you know what Twitter's going to be like? Twitter's going to be like that scene in the original Ghostbusters where someone accidentally opens up the vault and all the oh, yeah, other yeah, yeah. demons get back when all everybody's let back on Twitter. Oh, God. But hey, I'm all about it. Do you think that's going to happen? Uh, I I don't know, man. I I mean, like, there seems to be a lot of pushback. Um, there's a lot of pushback to make it happen, which is like, I mean, dude. If, How much of that do you think is do real? Do you though? still believe that? Do you think that's real? Like well, Biden saying, "I'm not gonna let Elon take Twitter." Do you think that shit's real? I think all of his theater. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's all theater, dude. What are we doing? I mean, the they, world's a stage. Everything is, bro. Well, well this what, nuclear war is one hundred percent. I believe it's one hundred percent theater. And now they're like, "Oh, dude, we got troops in Europe." Okay, okay, maybe Ukraine's got to get some homunculuses out there on yeah. the front lines. Let's do <laughs> well, this. So, do you guys? Do you guys remember the Ukraine super soldiers? I think that's what maybe what it was because they're talking about all these bio labs all over Ukraine. That's what they were really attacking. And there was accounts of the Ukraine super soldiers that they couldn't they couldn't account for, and they denied it obviously. But there is there is articles on it if you want to look into that. I think that again, I think that this technology it's it's a I think it's a lost technology, and it hasn't been it's either practiced or it's been modified uh, behind closed Save doors. Save money on uniforms, to, you know these tiny little guys. You don't have to the tiny little guns. Or Save they're or they're like giant dudes. Yeah, oh, so really? giant dudes. The, like that's what they've been trying to do is create super soldiers. Huge, mm-hmm. huge homunculus. Yeah, Captain America is this, it's the same thing. They make movies on this shit, and so I think that they're that they're pushing it. Uh, you know, they're pushing it to wrap up on this Aristotelian biology. Aristotle didn't believe that humans could not be born without both parents, but his followers. Again, magical systems are meant to be improved. Ideas are meant to be tested, tried out. Uh, his ideas were taken, and since the sperm was given such a supernatural power to it, right? You you wonder why these sex magicians do what they do, why the Thelemites do what they do. Uh, Parsons was also trying to make a homunculus. We'll get into that. Uh, the, it was because of Aristotle, because they gave this nectar of the gods, this seed, right? Uh, this supernatural uh 
godlike aspect. And I'm gonna pull up a picture real quick. Uh, I'm gonna I want to talk a little bit about the the golden little man, which is a concept of the the Taoist, uh, which were the the Taoist alchemy or Taoist is it goes back uh, more than two thousand years, and essentially the Taoist homunculus. Uh, they thought of it how Johnny was mentioning earlier, a, a metaphysical thing. It was this little man. Uh, you know, there's the book, The Secret of the Golden Flower, and it's an immortal spirit body that is formed in the germinal vesicle of the solar plex through the med- meditation by cultivating one's chi. That's your astrolite or vital fluids within the body. And now the way that you were able to make this homunculus, this little golden man that would harden within your body and after you died, he would help you not have to reincarnate. So he would live on for you for forever. Now it makes me think of this other picture that I pulled up where they found uh, there was monks. Again, this is a golden Buddha. And there are monks who, in this case, uh, he mummified himself. I don't know how hardcore you are if you make your own homunculus hardcore or if you mummify yourself from the inside Whoa. out for three years and encase yourself in this golden statue hardcore. I mean, oh, think about that. Stop. What do you do? So there's this practice that monks do where they mummify themselves from the inside out for three years. You're saying while they're alive? Yeah, they like they, they, they dehydrate themselves. Alive. They dehydrate yes. themselves so bacteria won't grow and they won't rot. You have yes. to dehydrate yourself intensely where you won't rot. So you're dead at the end of the Pretty day, much. Yeah, you're, di- you're, you're dead. You're dead. So again, is this, the, you know, they put them in here or again, it goes back to this homunculus belief i don't i don't know but yeah i don't know how hardcore you are but i'm definitely not that hardcore it takes approximately three years and yes they dehydrate themselves uh by eating a certain diet to where they won't rot and essentially there is a person in here and they didn't know at first that there was a person in here until i forgot what they did and they're like wait there's a this this was up on display somewhere and they're like there's there's a, there's somebody in here and when they x-rayed it and now uh, his heart and all this stuff is like uh uh these scrolls with like scripture on them and stuff like that so again they're practicing some sort of again magic i mean it's meditation uh that's what yoga is and all this stuff but i believe it goes back to this uh astral little golden little man the homunculus that is uh that you're able to make by reversing mentally reversing the flow of energy going out of your body and forcing it to circulate back inward and that is a form of meditation that they were that they were using back then. I also have here Faust, uh, Christopher Marlowe's Faust. Uh, Mephistopheles is a demon that helped uh, uh, Wagner uh, make uh, the homunculus. So these stories, these this is a contemporary of William Shakespeare, um, and you have here these these plays. Uh, Mephistopheles and Faust, of course, is the the Faustian pact. How much are you willing to give up in order to learn all the secrets that there is in nature? or in the universe. So it's the OG deal with the devil guy. So, and allegedly this was uh, modeled after a real person. And we have here, let me stop sharing. And I want to continue to the first mention of a homunculus, which goes back to the beginning of the third, wow. uh, beginning of the fourth century AD. We have Zosimos of Panopolis. And uh, he wrote about these visions that he was having. And it was, uh, I want to read the passage real quick. And I saw him change into a mutilated, Anthroparian, biting himself and wounding himself with his own teeth. And he's uh, describing these dreams that he's having. That he's almost going through through hell. And there is this priest that he's talking to in a jar, right? He's having this dream in a jar. And he says he starts to throw himself up and eat himself back in and all this craziness. Oh. But Anthroparion is, again, a, 
what they consider a pseudo homunculus and alchemy. For those that don't know, it's, it's a, both a practical and a metaphysical and, and its goal is the creation of riches, but the deeper goal, it's more of a, a philosophy. The alchemist seeks to strip bare the world's secrets to break it down to its building blocks and rearrange them. So essentially they want to be able to do the great work and manipulate materials and affect reality on a metaphysical level. So if that's not CERN, where they're t- uh, where they're crashing these things that we can't see together in order to do what to, to find the Higgs boson, to find alternate dimensions, to open up portals, and they make they make again cinema magicians uh, shows like Stranger Things and all these things about opening up portals into other dimensions. That's alchemy. That's exactly what they're doing, but they just change it up and it's quantum physics. It's quantum theory. We're we're trying to uh, look into another dimension and see the. The mass of this of this. I particles. totally agree. Uh, at the highest levels, it's all occult magic, bro. One hundred percent. They're not doing science. They're doing occult magic. All that shit. I mean, like, dude, Burning Man, Google, Google talks about talking to the old ones. It's like mm-hmm. they're just trying to figure out what what was lost. What uh, whenever it was lost, it could have been yeah. lost during the giant flood. You don't know. That's- and that's also why God uh, flooded the entire world because because shit like this was happening. And the uh, Falconelli, quoting Falconelli here, one of the, the greatest alchemists of all time, allegedly, uh, the secret of alchemy is this. There is a way of manipulating matter and energy as to produce what modern scientists called a field of force. The field acts on the observer and puts him in a privileged position vis-a-vis the universe. From this position, he has access to realities which are ordinarily hidden from us by time and space, matter and energy. This is what we call the great work. So that's one of the greatest alchemists of all time. We don't know who he was. His his identity is debated, but he's talking about this is this is what it is about, about manipulating reality in order to affect it, which is what magic is. The placebo effect, uh, kundalini, in order to induce a biological change within yourself by simply believing, right, by the placebo effect, by simply believing that you're okay and that you're going to be healed, you induce a change. And that's what these magicians and these people are looking to, to reproduce consistently. That's what, that's exactly what they want to do. And belief is at the core of these magical systems. We've had your buddy, uh, esoteric Eddie on. Yeah. Shout out to Eddie. And, uh, he was talking before about how manifestation was seen as a science. And Mm -hmm. I still think it's seen as a science. I, I think that these, these, these elites use it to manipulate us. And mm-hmm. they manipulate us to, so that we beg them to save us. Uh, and that's all manifestation. All of this shit going on right now in the news, and I think it's losing it. I, I, again, I said propaganda is black magic, uh, black occult magic. That's what it is. Propaganda is to get you to believe something. And you see them doing it. Now they're like, oh, we already have troops over there. So what do we got to do? Oh, the nuclear mm-hmm. bomb's coming. What are we going to do? Oh, mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi's bought all this stuff in this business, in this, in this uh, company that makes pills for nuclear bomb exposure. You know, <laughs> Dude, it's happening. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? It's, it's already happening. So they yeah. want to convince you. And I just think nobody's falling for it. I think it's mm-hmm. all coming to an, I think, People are waking up more and more, you know, and like, I think there's a lot more Bill Mars out there. And I, I still think he's a retard. 
Uh, ta- I mean, yeah, you're for sure. a- on Israel. He's, he's he just doesn't get Israel. He's no. the he's dumbest never fuck on that. On Israel, yeah. And then having Netanyahu on, it's I like, know, dude, I was so pissed. At and him then being like, isn't the Hitler a back? I mean, isn't Trump a meanie still Hitler? You're like, you're talking to the guy that there's beliefs that he goes to Qatar and gets him to fund Hamas, and you're like, isn't Trump a meanie? Netanyahu, I mean. The idea that that guy's still allowed on American TV at all is uh, he should be drummed out as a. I mean, dude, a killer. All the credit that Bill Maher had built up 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 into that moment just is gone. Like, oh, you're still a Zionist piece of shit, and don't tell me you're an atheist. The thing I I feel though is that you can't. We we got to take people as they come now when they seem to be willing to acknowledge some reality. You no, know what I, mean? I mean, like, dude, you got to be like, okay, the guy is like, he's opening up to it. But then it's like, at your core, again, it goes back to Johnny, what we talked about, religiosity and like how he took a giant fucking... Re- religious, yeah. Yeah, religious. Like, and how he took a giant L... And and, and and didn't have any balls to make fun of Judaism the way he made fun or of everybody Hindu, else. Or Hinduism or Buddhism. Well, it's like Hinduism. Like, why are we going after If you're going after the Abrahamic religions, which is what you're really doing, right? You totally whiffed on that one, which showed that that movie was just more just like trying to piss people off. And it's like, dude, you can't sit there and like, listen... Make, make fun of everybody. I don't care yeah. if you make fun. That's like, a different guy, though, because he doesn't talk about religion at all anymore. I'm like, I right. heard, you know, have you noticed? Right. Like, and the only bring it up is that you should make fun of Judaism if you're making fun of Christianity and you're making fun of, yeah. of, of Islam. Kanye tried that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, his, his entire career is over now. Is it? Dude, I mean, he just got dumped by CAA. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm it's, telling you, bro. I'm telling you. He's yeah, going he's to come. Paint. He's just going to keep moving forward, and people. I are hope gonna... so. I hope he can still get his clothes made and stuff, though, because he's a brilliant designer. But man, he's. I mean. I mean, are you amazed that ties. CAA, which has thrown every single person no. under the yeah. bus, if CAA came up to me, I had to God. I remember this. This guy doesn't know I know this about him, but he was like, yeah, nobody at CAA wants to represent Sam Triple." And I was like, you don't ever have to worry about that question because I want nothing to do with you, CAA. What you did to comedians in Los Angeles with the Me Too movement is unforgivable, and nobody should ever sign with that piece of shit organization for what they did, which was create a fucking psyop called the Me Too movement and then sacrifice their own clients to make it seem like it was a legit mm. thing. In reality, it was just, just like all cancel culture, corporations trying to... M- AstroTurf a movement. Well, and then the, the the worst ones like Weinstein, they were all facilitated by the agencies. I mean, they were the ones that got him his victims. Hey, listen, dude, listen, listen, Sarah. You wanted this movie? Go fucking diddle, fucking uh, uh, uh his mangina I mean, that supposedly he has. <laughs> such just a go. joke that they didn't know. Oh, we didn't know. That they all gonna, knew it. Come on, they did it, man. They're all fucking losers. They're all losers. I mean, but. It is the fucking. They're making a point. Like oh, you're not. What is this about? On the on the topic of Jews, I want to talk about the Jewish golem because I think it relates to. And I put here. I mean, look at these guys. You know, I think the you know this is sigil magic at its best. And all these SoundCloud rappers. The thing about the Jewish golem is that it's not normal, right? It's not a normal person. These guys aren't normal people. Well, you know what, uh, I mean? what do you, you mean by the Jewish golem? Uh, the the legend of the Jewish golem, which is another iteration of the homunculus. Okay, tell me about it. 
So the Jewish golem, uh, it's it's a man that's brought to life by religious means. So instead of doing all this this blasphemy blasphemy with Dog animals and all this cows. stuff, instead of doing all that, yeah, they they use the you know the tetragrammaton and all this stuff, and they use the the power of language to animate matter and the use of sigils. So the, this is Judai, uh, 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 <clears throat> Rabbi Judai Lowe. And he's the the 16th century created a golem out of clay to defend the Jewish ghetto from the anti-Semitic attacks of Rudolf II. Uh, Rabbi Judai Lowe also met with John Dee and his contemporaries, and essentially it's some it's the story of the magical power of Hebrew of the Hebrew language, and its origins can be traced back to the Sefiot Sira, and uh, the book is attributed to the biblical Abraham and. The, the, you know, they talk about how the cosmos were created with language and, and letters and all this stuff. So one night, uh, you know, this golem was created as, again, this is the original Frankenstein. It was meant to protect the people of the ghetto from attacks. You know, there were anti-Semitic attacks. And he would write on its head, on its forehead, a met, meaning truth. And every night he would erase the eat and it would make met meaning death. So this, this uh, golem was the original Phoenix every day, every night he would be killed and every morning he would be revived. So it's again, this, this Ouroboros and one night Rabbi Judai Lo forgot to erase the, uh, the, the, the E right. In order to make it go to sleep. And the golem went on a rampage and was started killing everybody in the ghetto and there are various iterations of the story, but eventually Rabbi Judalo is able to erase the last uh, the, the 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 E and make it go back to sleep, and it was put in. in so they in just the attic. Frankenstein just jacked this story. No, no, yes, yes. So Frankenstein jacked this story, and this story, well, you know, it goes again. You you can see it in succession. So uh, the. The, the homunculus inspired the golem or the golem inspired the homunculus and that inspired Frankenstein and that inspired the whole AI movies of AI going out of control and all these things. Uh, so it's not your traditional homunculus because it's more of a robotic AI only programmed to do one thing. It can't speak. It can't do anything. So that's why I say uh, these SoundCloud rappers, you know, the golem boys probably, I don't think that they're. Again, they could be NPCs, and we'll get into the whole astral homunculus here in a second. But I think it, it goes back to this occult magic that they use in today's rap. I mean, look, the rap scene, right? The rap scene, the, the movies. And I want to talk about a very heretical idea that I came across. And this, this is not a, something I came up with. This is something that a 15th century theologian presented. And on the topic of religious magic... Uh, this is going to be a very controversial one. I mentioned earlier Jesus Christ being a homunculus or a golem, depending on where you look. But this is uh, from the writings of the 15th century Spanish theologian Alonso Tostado. And he was a writer, a prolific writer for the, for the time, 15th century. And he proposed that Mary was a sealed vessel. Oh, and again, we talked about how we talked about how they need menstrual blood. And all this stuff. And there was also the idea that succubi and incubus could transport man's sperm and impregnate people, women, uh, and, and take sperm from men and impregnate women and all this stuff. Uh, if you look at the legend of Arthur and Merlin, Merlin is born of a demon. You know, his mom was inseminated by a demon. So you have this demi-demon type of thing going on, demigod type of thing. And that's why he had magical powers. So this, this Tostalo guy talked about how Mary would not have had enough blood to 
for the full development of Jesus in the womb. Therefore, he would have to have been alchemically speaking and literally speaking, a condensed into a miniature version of a baby. So according to Aristotelian biology and the alchemical process, Jesus was conceived as a homunculus, a miniature human kept in a sealed vessel, being Mary, from the first instant of creation. Now, these Renaissance artists went ahead and ran with that idea. And this is actual paintings from the 14th century, 13th century, 15th century, where they were painting Jesus as a homunculus, oh. as a little man. So they have a ripped baby oh, sorry, Jesus. shredded. He shredded. Three. Here is a fully grown with a scroll and all this stuff. And again, a fully little grown man. And this is the reason that they did that was because they said, hey, this is the Messiah. This is our savior. By the way, that looks like baby Joe Rogan right there. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan, the homunculus. Yeah, shout out to Joe Rogan. So Mary always uh, has I, resting bitch face. In these yeah, stuff. always that. has yeah. resting bitch face. Big time. The idea that, that you know, that the Messiah needed to be, you know, taken a little He's bit He's got a seriously. beard in this one. Yeah, he's got a five o'clock shadow type of looking thing, and this is this is uh, you know something that they ran with that 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 was he's got he's got done. male pattern baldness and a beard in that last one. <laughs> this is something that was being done back then. So do they again, do this that, idea. Do they do that to make it seem like he's not a baby? Like he's always yes. been like a fucking man, always ready to go. Why? When always ready to go. He's ready yeah. to fight out the <laughs> yeah. womb. Yeah, exactly. Step to me, devil. They didn't want him to be, you know, a small little baby. Who's going to the Messiah, the, the one that's going to save humanity, a little baby? They're not going to take him seriously. So that's the best part of the story. Him, let's give him a little bit of, you know, uh, of prestige and make him a little bit more grown. So uh, with that, I want to segue into the Paracelsian homunculus, which is the daddy of the homunculus. So we've talked about the homunculus from the 8th century BCE. Uh, you know, two, a thousand, two thousand years ago, whatever. Uh, and the word homunculus hadn't come up. The word homunculus was brought forth in the 16th century by German Swiss physician and alchemist who established the role of chemistry in medicine. So he is considered the father of toxicology and contributed substantially to the rise of modern medicine. And he created the, he's attributed to the quote, the dose makes the poison. And that his name was Philippus Ariolus. Therofastus Bombastus Von Hohenheim. Huh? By the way, that Whoa. sounds like the greatest rapper name of all time. <laughs> Flipper Flippus Ariolus. That sounds like, dude, you're just you're just flicking. What was tits, that? Give right? it to us again. What was the name? Philippus Ariolus Theophrastus Bombastus Von Hohenheim. <laughs> Bombastus. That's it. Bubble bomb bombastus. This is that who. Modern surgery is a tr <laughs> attributes a lot of things to him. So he's not just any random guy who was talking about uh, putting his sperm into a, a vessel and, and making little babies, uh, little men out of it. This is a, a respected scholar in the history of toxicology. He's the father of toxicology. So when they give you morphine and all these other drugs and, 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 and they put you down for a surgery, it's because of his research that they know how to measure it and the instruments that they use because of this guy. So again, not just any random guy. And he talked about uh, taking your, how to make uh, different monsters. They call them Paracelsian monsters. And essentially he brought forth the idea of putting your sperm into a vessel and putting it in horse dung because it's warm. And you know, after 40 days, a little man would come out and you would put him in a, in a jar. You would feed him blood again. 
And this little thing, since it was made from the art of alchemy, it was embedded and born from the art. So it knew everything already from the very beginning. Uh, so they receive their life from art. Through art, they receive their body, flesh, bone, and blood. Through art, they are born, and therefore art is embodied and inborn in them, and they need learn it from no one. So here's this magical little man. And to back to the Jesus thing, I think that's why he's cannibalized. I think that's why he was uh, sacrificed. Again, this idea of taking the homunculus for magical purposes, and you have the Eucharist, which is also a very cannibalistic, depending on where you look at, uh, in the history of uh, transubstantiation where they were arguing, Hey, does when you intake the body of God, does it become the actual, uh, body flesh and blood or what's going on there? And the Eucharist is again, very important for Ascension, right? You, it's, it's a ritual that you do. So I think that that adds uh, credibility to Jesus being the homunculus. I know a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. It's and you, I, what are you and Eddie, Eddie <laughs> the emails you must get from oh, Christians, yeah. you and Eddie, esoteric hey, Eddie, hey, you guys must hey, get hey. tons of, uh, <laughs> tons of it. Well, well, cause you said you're like, hey, listen, dude, I'm open-minded to everything. Uh, I, I want to get into the sacrifice part, but what do you, what do you, um, um, as a as a spiritual guy into religion and all that stuff, how does that? Um... I believe in God. I believe in that there is a one God. Uh, I think that again, I, I've I've I was born and raised Pentecostal Christian. Uh, again, I, I accept that there is a God, that there is a higher power, that there is a creator, that there's a programmer, whatever this may be. I just don't want to subscribe to the dogmatic views and psychological warfare that the church puts you through uh, when you're in their system. It's a brokered experience. So you can only achieve divinity through us. Well, that's why, again, his story, uh, all the Gnostics were thrown out because they spoke against the system. Whoever speaks against the system gets killed. So by them saying, hey, you can achieve divinity by yourself, by learning, by intaking, by, you know, you don't have to go to a congregation in order to worship God. You can worship God right here, right now. So I believe I believe in a higher power. I believe in a God. Uh, I simply come at this from a scholarly point of view because I'm a researcher and I like to say crazy shit and back it up with some historical evidence or some 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 sort of evidence. And I also do like to speculate. So I add my little my little. I'm like Salt Bay. I just add a little sprinkle of, <laughs> a little of Salt Bay action. So yeah. it's super interesting because I had a friend of mine, he uh, El Dorado. He's been on the show a bunch of times. He he says they practice Christianity according to Jesus. He's he's not into giant churches. Uh, I think there's a part of churches that uh, equal like just community the people, but again. Uh, and I had this discussion last night with people on Zero. I've just put out two episodes last night. Uh, one of them we discussed that, that, you know, if we kind of take a look at what they've done with politicians and with our celebrities, which is position uh, corrupt people as like lights and saviors and they're to love us, they're to help us, they're to make our lives better. And, and eventually the truth of these people is put out on purpose to kind of inflict trauma on people, right? I mean, like your politicians, you find out aren't the person you are. They, you know, and this goes back to how we set ourselves up for this because we like to believe that somewhere out there, there's an idealistic person and that these people live an idealistic life, 
even though we don't do it, but we want to believe they are. Like, we want to believe these politicians who are just battling the homosexuals aren't out there chugging, like, uh, truckers on the weekend, right? And, you yeah. know, all, or that Ellen really does love the children and she's not a, a giant bitch, right? But it turns out they all are. They mm-hmm. all are. Well, if we know that, why wouldn't this be the same thing with the, with the church? In particular, mm-hmm. Catholicism. And again, I don't hate Catholics. I don't hate any religion. I just hate the people who practice it and, and might cause chaos in the world. Uh, but again, you know, you got these Catholics and, you know, how I mean, I remember being a kid and, you know, I, I went to church with my mother and I enjoyed it. And then all this these stories coming out about, you know, these Catholic priests. And I would be like, oh, God, whatever, God. And then I realized I was falling for their psyops, which was I was placing these priests on the same level as God as they were God. And they are not God. And you are right. They It's created this system where you have to work through this. Now, are there priests? Are there pastor uh preachers out there who believe in god believe and are trying to be the best they can be of course there are we're not you know maybe you found a pastor that does that to you and it isn't a human being and doesn't have faults and vices and all that stuff i don't know maybe they're out there uh but i i don't i think to err is human and when you start Mm -hmm. worshiping humans you start setting yourself up to be let down so, mm-hmm. but he would talk about how Jesus never wanted to go to these churches. Jesus thought it should be done at your house with family and friends and all that stuff. Uh, you've turned my house. You've turned my house of prayer into a den of thieves. So again, I mean, we'll look. We'll look at the new stuff. The mega churches. Mm-hmm. Like you look about at money. this, and I'm like, dude, how is that? How is that person not stealing some money? Like, how do you think that's all good? They're not paying taxes, bro. You know, mm-hmm. they're not. And, you know, that guy in Houston, when they had that flood, and he wouldn't let anybody go into his church. Yeah, yeah. That was I don't even know how <laughs> after that you ever go to that guy's church. And it's again. not they don't even have to steal money. They just give themselves a salary, you know, like, oh, I, yeah, I'm worth a million dollars a year. Sure. Millions, yeah, millions of dollars. It's disgusting. It's yeah. Disgusting. So, that's, again, that's all- this doesn't have I, I again, I am I'm a very spiritual guy and uh, I I. I my life has been infinitely made better once I accepted God and into my heart and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I have no problems with admitting it. You know, if, just, you're, if your mm. preacher drives a Mercedes or something like that, though, have some questions. If you're That's making money off of preaching God and you are well, got a yacht, you're probably doing The guy I grew up with, you know, they they were so, I mean, they really didn't live any kind of life. That's and what they I'm saying. Have, Not so all I, of I them are bad. That, yeah. But the reason I bring mm. that up, you talk about, you know, death. We see this in movies like... Um, uh, what, what's the name of the Harrison Ford movie from way back in the day where it was futuristic? Sling Blade? Blade Runner. Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. They have a, they have an animated series on that, and I think this might be based off the real movie, but the the original movie. But they had these these people were made, and elites would hunt them down and shoot and kill them. That sounds like what we're talking about here, oh, I right? Guess. Okay. Yeah, there, there's, there's some aspect of that that you can incorporate into it, where uh, you could, you know, make the assumption that the elites could breed their own people. I mean, I brought up at the beginning the idea of modern alchemy, where they're mixing, you know, monkey-human hybrids, and uh, the first, the first clone was made of half man, half cow. The cow is going back to it, 
And I think uh, to, to bring it to a close, as, as we conclude here, I want to I want to talk about the Crowley or Crowley connection where Crowley was talking about this type of stuff. And he wrote about it in uh, between September 6th and October 8th, 1914, uh, Crowley's Lieber 367 Vel de Homunculo of the Homunculus. And essentially what he believed was that you could have a regular, uh, regular baby, but that at the three month uh, mark was when the soul would be embedded within that, that fetus. But before that you could uh, leave it open as a hollow shell in order to uh, invite any uh, being that you wanted to right? they were all about the new Aeon and, and Parsons uh, took that idea and ran with it when he was doing the Babylon working ritual. And so uh, Crowley was talking about it, that a human being can only become a homunculus if possess, uh, possessed by a demon to such an extent that the human soul is irrevocably expelled to the same degree as in death. And so they were talking, he gives the instructions on how to make a homunculus and it's again, sex magic, uh, she, uh, you know, the astrological signs need to be met up. You need to do it in astrological alignments and all these things. And after the woman is pregnant, she needs to be put into a circle. And I related this to, uh, right. The, one of the things that was in the media as of lately, we have here, your boy Epstein at his Zorro ranch where he wanted to impregnate 30 women uh, allegedly. Right. And uh, the circle, you know, he, these guys are reading the same grimoires that we're reading right now. So I relate this to, to that. Let me have another picture. Uh, You have the Trinity site that is very close to the, the Zorro ranch. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but this is the Zorro ranch. And essentially uh, Epstein was doing sex magic here. He also molested people, uh, probably raped people here. And it was his, uh, underground, there's the uh, the schematics of the whole place. There's rooms full of computers, allegedly, where he would spy on royalty. And here's the article: Epstein wanted to impregnate 20 women at his uh, at a time at his baby ranch, and this is in 2019. And this is an actual thing. And if you look at where it is, because another part of the of the instructions, this is up close, and this is uh, zoomed out. The ranch is in the middle of nowhere. And that was another instruction that Crowley was, uh, wrote about where it needs to be in the desert where the Jin live or where a quote unquote soul that is not looking to reincarnate, uh, will be present. So, uh, in the middle of nowhere, this ranch has at the, at the moment, 7,500 acres. At one point it had 10,000 acres. So you're talking about in the middle of nowhere, uh, you're going to tell me that some freaky shit wasn't happening here while yeah. these dudes were here in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? He was doing this. This is an actual thing. And it relates to transhumanism, uh, the laws at in New Mexico, the land of enchantment, if you will, because again, that is also a uh, another thing that we can get into here. Uh, and this place should be a great desert for in such do rarely wander any human souls seeking incarnation. So you want to bring forth this uh, further, let a great circle be drawn and consecrated to a sphere of the work. And this is Crowley's words uh, from 1916. Uh, He also, again, we're talking about infusing, uh, infusing fiction to reality. Well, he wrote in 1917, his novel Moonchild, which is just about that. The book deals with the production of a kind of homunculus he terms a moonchild. And Crowley wrote of uh, a magic right to induce a particular type of spirit 
to incarnate in an embryo, which a woman would then carry until the birth, and uh, a being which he believed to be uh, tremendously powerful. So you have this idea of using a regular woman, again, taking uh, a magical system and adapting it to what you want to do. And now it brings me to my next point where uh, James Shelby Downard, uh, he believed that a homunculus was inside the almost half million pound giant steel bottle named Jumbo that the U.S. government placed near Ground Zero on July 6, 1945 <laughs> at the Trinity site in New Mexico, the land of enchantment. I got a picture of that here. And essentially what he believed was that the, the U.S. government was trying to radioactively radioactively make a homunculus inside this big thing. It was a special trailer made just for it. And allegedly the mainstream says that it was full of explosives. That's what they say it was full of. But again, speculation uh, that there was actually some fetus or something in here. And they were trying to radioactively make a homunculus with the first atomic blast in the United States. Now this is along the Trinity site is along the 33rd parallel. And if we look here, this is the Trinity site. And guess what we have here? We have this big circle. And again, this is a 14-sided or 15-sided geometric shape, which has to do with sacred geometry. But again, I believe that they were trying to artificially create something uh, at the, Trin- the Trinity-, Trinity site, right? So uh, again, a cult along the 33rd parallel. The atomic bombs over Nagasaki and Hiroshima were dropped on the 33rd parallel. You have uh, the 33, 33 degrees and all this stuff. Again, a cult. I think it all links back to this idea of what uh, what Parsons wanted to do in the desert with L. Ron Hubbard. And he wanted to, the Babylon to incarnate on Earth, right? And he was jerking off in the desert with Hubbard on a three-day ritual in 1946, where allegedly they opened up a portal to another dimension. And we have the connection with, uh, at JPL, Parsons was working with his mentor, which he said that he was the descendant of Judai Rabbi Lowe, which was the guy who made the golem in the 16th century at Prague. And then his wife at the time, Margie Cameron, after uh, Parsons had blown himself up, allegedly trying to make a homunculus, she went on to form a group where they were trying to make a interracial moon child. So it was uh, a gangbang scenario where they were all trying to impregnate these women inside these, uh, this group. Uh, and trying to bring forth uh, the end of the world. And she was talking about how UFOs were going to come and abduct her. And uh, Marjorie Cameron Kimmel uh, was her last name. So there's that. And it was, again, in the middle of the desert in California. And they were trying to do uh, bring a moon children to uh, to fruition. And uh, Zorro Ranch, Jeffrey Epstein's, was 33,339 square feet, <laughs> the the ranch. So again, Maybe Blake Griffin is there. a homunculus. <laughs> I think some people, again, some I think that some people are NPCs or look at the Kardashians and how they all have almost all of them use surrogates. So, uh, again, using a different matrix other than your own to create a child using the sperm again, that's 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 alchemy. You know what I mean? And and if if you, who better than sigil magic than Kim Kardashian, who came who became famous from a movie, right? So again, a bunch of sigils in in conjunction with one another uh, to imprint that into the psyche of millions of people. And that's how she really went on people's radars. You know what I mean? So I think that they're using sex magic and all these other things in conjunction with uh, the astrological alignments in order to uh, invoke these certain types of energies within 
this realm, whatever it may be. And uh, Epstein reportedly had the warped idea of using the ranch for inseminating women with his sperm with the aim of creating a master race. So there you have it. I think that these guys were doing that type of stuff and it relates back to taking a system, developing it to fit your needs. So it went from this little man in a flask to what Crowley was writing about. about hey, it can be a regular fetus as long as you do it under a ceremonial uh, setting under the right astrological alignments, you're able to invoke this spirit into this fetus. And voila, you've got yourself a homunculus who's going to bring forth the apocalypse. And uh, I mentioned earlier, John D. Uh, Crowley used John D's uh, uh, systems, the Enochian system of magic. And he had the Le- a copy of the Libra Vacay in his, what was once the biggest library in Europe. So these guys were reading about this stuff. Uh, these guys were royalty at one point. And uh, Carly was a rich kid was just trying to manifest things as quickly as he could. And he was trying to take shortcuts. So that's why I think that they have that, uh, you know, where they, they try and do, uh, forget what it's called where you transgress and you try and do as much bad as you can in order to achieve some sort of divinity and, and ascension. And I think that's what uh, these guys were up to and are still up to. It's just changed. You know, you have, uh, the transhumanistic movement with Elon Musk. He just created his, his robot Optimus, which they're looking to mass produce. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie I Robot and what happens when you start introducing robots into I agree, into man. Society. I mean, how many movies are about just, I mean, uh, what is that movie where like they're driving and all of a sudden the truck crashes and somehow this creature gets out? There's a very famous movie that was about, uh, you know, that every movie's about that somehow. Yeah, I feel like that happens in a lot of movies. I mean, that's like a, Almost you know, every Transformers like that happens that. Yeah. one time. Every there's, movie, there's a bunch of like movies where something creating escaped. artificial life. Mm-hmm. And that and playing you get the, God. You get the Jurassic Park. The Frankenstein connection. Jurassic there, where Park. Mary Shelley was uh, she she was uh, obsessed with the occult, and they were reading alchemical texts about creating uh, this life out of nowhere. And I want to bring up uh, something, an inspiration for my comic book where uh we have triple lee and triple lee is uh somebody you guys might know and check out johnny and xg they're little homunculus they're little men they are um, little in real so life and me, your comic you're telling me we're so sam sperm we're yeah. sam sperm is what you're yeah, saying that you nailed johnny Look i'm at johnny. so offended by that this. looks johnny say whatever you want I do, you did exactly. get you did get sam's gut right though yeah. i appreciate okay, that i'll take that I'll take that. I love well, it. You look so mad are right you guys there. on my back through uh, like some kind of Velcro? No, I think I we're, think we're, we're part uh, of you. It's, it's, a, it's a little backpack you carry, and then oh, you I hang see. them up yeah, after you're done perfect. with them. That's so. so cool, man. Perfect. You did Hold such a good books. job there. Hold my books. <laughs> Isn't that rad? And then look, look at, at that, look how angry uh, XG gets. That's so oh, rad, man. Bad. That's that's fantastic. So you guys are forever... Uh, uh, you know, implemented in people's mind as little, little men. I don't know if you were created alchemically or you know, not, in, but you know, you know, it. in China, you know, in China, wearing a green hat means you're a cuck too, right? That's what? That, oh, that's what it means. You in China. Made that yeah. up. No, I you swear to God, that up. Like, dude. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Now oh. we're going to go to Google and look. No, that I up. mean, if you think I made up cuckold, if you t- type in green hat, China, the word cuckold immediately comes up in China. Wearing a green hat is an expression that Chinese use when a woman cheats on her husband or boyfriend, because the phrase sounds similar to the word for cuckold. Oh, I'm never wearing a green <laughs> I hat. I promise I didn't. I didn't mean to put that. I can change right. the color. of no, your it's, all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'll watch. Well, that's triple Lee. 
So I don't care. Triple A. <laughs> but that that surrogate shit, it's some elite shit. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pricey. I was looking that up. It's like 120 grand to 150. Just I mean, yeah. obviously, well, it's, a big deal. Banks it's a big did deal. the same thing. It's like a lot of people. A lot of people did it. Tyra Banks? A lot of Hollywood. Yeah, I've What's heard. You? I know somebody who's like, I might just get surrogate. I'm like, dude, the birth is part of the process. So like, what? It's what you bring to the table. Isn't that like what bonds you and the kid? Like when yeah. you're a female, when you get it out of the womb. That's why that's you like- get the kid more. That's why the court's and like, not- yeah, you're gonna have the kid. But. And not to say that all children are homunculus. I'm not trying to get at that. I'm just trying to point out the occultic oh, practices of what they believed okay so if you have if you did use a surrogate because you couldn't you know you bodily your body couldn't handle it i'm not trying to say that you're trying to create a homunculus again i'm being uh, i'm talking about what crowley was talking about in the 1916 and how it might relate to the elite today which we know they're lizard people and they're probably doing this shit anyways so you know i'm not talking about you the person who has fertility issues or anything like that i'm talking about occultic practices from the occult lens so just to to be clear on that, because I don't want to see comments say this guy's calling kids among us. Well, I, I think you got well, you called Jesus among uh, us. I think yeah. you're gonna get more shit about that yeah, than you yeah. are about calling kids among us. I don't think anyone cares. Um, but it's interesting, man. And again, you know, I'm big on the Jesus, so uh, I love this. I think it's super interesting. I think it ties in so much, and just like. If you know they're talking about in sci-fi, then something like it's happening in real life. These super soldiers, these cryptids, all this shit, I think it's all like happening out there because these dark arts occultish are trying to make it happen. It's illegal to do, they could probably do it. I didn't yeah. think about that. Why are you making that shit illegal? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, you know, yeah, you know, because Bill Clinton, way back when he was president, was like, okay. That's what he said, and you I don't trust anything comes out of Bill Clinton's mouth. It's all theater of the bullshit. You <laughs> like I'm I'm the oldest guy here, so I totally rem- do you remember Bill Clinton's days at all, John? Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, and I, I, I just like I remember like what people thought about him versus what people know about him now. It's unbelievable how 180 it is dude i remember getting in a fight with my grandma for voting for bill clinton and i was just a little kid i was yeah, like i can't you believe you voted for, for bill clinton right because they, it, they did the same thing that they did to obama right they put a crusty old guy george bush senior versus this young guy who played the saxophone was cool of course young chicks are like he's so cool he plays the instrument i want to vote for him because he's cute you know and then we fell for it and he was just a pure scumbag so when he's like, hey, man, we're going to stop this cloning right now. We're no longer funding it. You know, they ramped up the funding. That's why, mm-hmm. guys, when you, you remember when there was a big people were pissed at, oh, man, they just spent 15 grand on a hammer. Yeah, yeah they didn't yeah. spend 15 grand on a hammer. They spent five bucks on a hammer and took the rest <laughs> of the money for black ops. Yeah, you totally. dumbasses. And I think and I'm talking think myself because I fell for it. I think that's where the werewolf comes in because if, if you read uh, certain scriptures about where certain grimoires and the dog man, perhaps where again, they're doing this uh, either again from a alchemical point of view or in a laboratory or something. But in some scriptures, the wolf is actually a, like a thought form where you are able to inhabit the wolf form, you know, while your body's somewhere else. So essentially hinting at that werewolves are like interdimensional or there's a body of a werewolf somewhere, again, a lost technology. And I think that's what 
uh, I think that's why they push because the werewolf is linked to cannibalism, adrenochrome, uh, again, interdimensional beings, cryptids, vampires. The Greek werewolf is uh, when when the werewolf dies, it becomes a ghoul, a, a vampire. So I think this, all this uh, chimeras and all this stuff and mixing and intermingling of of DNA and species, it's linked to. Uh, to, it goes back to the homunculus of alchemically wanting to make artificial life, but then, hey, let's start injecting some, you know, dog dick DNA into that, or uh, let's start injecting some, you know, some monkey DNA into that, and then you get stuff like coronavirus and uh, gain of function research and, uh, you know, super soldiers in Ukraine that they can't defeat. Uh, well, what's the whole Captain America thing about? It's about the same thing. They inject him and he gets all jacked and stuff. Like it's sci fi, but. Uh, in art, which is movies and cinema, and that's why I call them cinemagicians because they're practicing magic real time on you. Uh, you know, the subconscious bleeds through in your art. So when they when they put this stuff out as fake and science fiction, I think they're actually bleeding through a little bit of the truth. And the truth is stranger than fiction when it comes to these sort of things. So I think it might be more closely related than people think. And uh, they they again they make it look like some dogma. Oh, you believe in cryptids, bro? Well, who knows, dude? I think that's what. Uh, these guys were trying to account for uh, these mythological creatures. Uh, one thing that I didn't mention, when you let a homunculus grow to be old, it becomes a dwarf. It, beca- it might become a mythological creature. So who knows if, again, these things that were the dwarves and golems and all these little things could be runaway uh, homunculus. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a magical being. So it's, it's possible. A lot of things. It's po- I love that, like, like, Jeffrey Epstein thought, like, getting 20 chicks pregnant is like, some kind of big feat. Like, dude, like every Jerry Springer show is about a guy having like 25 year. kids. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, dude, what do you, a part of me thinks that that was like for organ harvesting or something like that, so that he would have genetically, you know, uh, willing or willing and, oh, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, well, uh, compatible quick, donors for organs. Real quick, think about what Jeffrey Dahmer was on right now and why they're pushing Jeffrey Dahmer so much. I think. Jeffrey Dahmer was reading some grimoires and and he was doing the, he was breaking the taboos of the taboos. He was murdering people and dismembering them and keeping their body parts. So what if Dahmer was using, I think it might be about the anal birth of the homunculus because he was maybe using these bodies as some sort of, again, this is speculation, some sort of matrix, if you will, and keeping their bodies to who knows, maybe animate his own Frankenstein. We don't know because we don't know what sort of library he had. And I've, and I've looked, trust me, I've, I've looked to see which type of grimoire. We but believe he you. even, he states in his, <laughs> he states in his, uh, in his interviews that he wanted to make an altar with all the skeletons and in the skulls. And if you look at skull and bones, what they were, what they're all about, you know, keeping the essence of a person in the skull. Uh, so who knows what sort of occultic practices he was doing. And I think this is why the mainstream media is so obsessed with Dahmer and making what over a hundred documentaries on the dude. Now I know this guy better than I do my own family. And uh, what is, what a better timing, you know what I mean? To, to push it around Halloween and all these things. And I mean, he's admitted to it. He was going to make an altar with a certain type of setup, you know, seven lights. Well, the seven is significant. There are blue lights, the blue is significant. And he was going to arrange them in a certain type of way in order to what he was like, I was just going to sit and meditate upon the skulls so imagine the smell in that apartment and he was just gonna sit oh there and God. contemplate on the smells. skulls of his victims the while his smell come on dude you know he was up to some shady occultic yeah, practice and i think that the government knew about it and that's why they let it slide for so long because they wanted to see what was going to actually happen if he was able to 
to maybe, I don't know. Again, this is just speculation at this point, but I like to think, you know, outside the box when it comes to these topics. The media wants another one of these guys to happen. Glorifying and shit. You saw that the father's trying to sue Netflix? Mm-hmm. Imagine what, imagine the ones that happens that they don't know about that they haven't brought out that that are still occulted that they haven't brought out to the exoteric and did doc have done documentaries. I mean, cannibalism goes back. There's medicinal cannibalism that goes back way into the the medieval times where people were going around. They were eating mummies. You know, they were eating mummy dust and all these things and a Galenic physiology where a certain body part. Uh, gives you a certain thing. So uh, the liver held the essence of the soul, you know, the fingers, if you think about what Johnny Depp and uh, the Amber Heard trial where they were using feces and cutting off his fingers, the, the house just recently sold for X amount of dollars. I forgot millions of dollars where his finger was cut off. But another thing of the Picatrix and these grimoires is literally using all of your bodily function uh, fluids for alchemical and talismanic practices. So again, not saying that Johnny Depp isn't a homunculus, but it makes you think about why uh, she might have been shitting in his bed, uh, and you can't blame it on the dog. So uh, again, damn, I don't know, dude, you, you're going deep. Jesus and Johnny Depp are <laughs> homunculus. Is John McAfee yeah. in there too? He loved to get his mouth shitted on. Okay. Well, Hitler <laughs> liked to get shitted on too. So think Who? about that. Who? Hitler. Hitler was yeah he, he was tweaker. Well, now now you now you finally got to somebody that's not going to offend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you want him back. I think you want him back. Yeah, yeah. I mean Dahmer and Hitler sucked. Yeah, we totally agree. Yeah, yeah we agree. Guys. We love Jesus. Ah, uh, well, Juan, you did great. Thanks for coming on. It was wonderful. When you said it was going to get weird, you were one hundred percent. I love it. I love this stuff. I, I, yeah, dude, the weirder, the better, man. The weirder, the better. I'm all into it. One more time, where can they find you? The101podcast.com. Find me on there. Instagram at the101podcast. YouTube, Rockfin, Patreon.com slash the101podcast. I got exclusive content on there. I do esoteric study sessions where I, on air, I come up with uh, new ideas, looking at, uh, at, at source materials and uh, develop, you know, a topic real time, you know, doing research real time. So I do that on there. Also have a few other shows, the occult book club with Paranoid American Illuminati confirmed with Mark Steves Illuminati confirmed and Chris from Mensa podcast. Shout out to those guys. And yeah, find me on there, the one podcast.com. And hopefully people don't fucking hate my guts after this show. <laughs> I think everyone will love it. You might get some shit about the Jesus stuff, but I think people enjoy it. I think this is the way, and your artwork is amazing. Who does your artwork, dude? Uh, this guy on five, I have a, a few artists. So there's the guys on Fiverr that I use guys on my Instagram. Oh, those are really uh, I just, nice. I give them the idea and uh, they, they were, that's bag draws. Shout out to bag draw bags draws. So, uh, yeah, I have a bunch of different art. I got shirts. I got a comic book, got a journal that I publish every month with, uh, with different esoteric subjects and yeah. So all right, man. Right on. Well, it was great talking to you, Juan. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Good luck in the comment section. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you. Oh, yeah. You were at the uh, gay bar that we were performed at in, in Florida. Thanks. No, right? You were at the gay bar, and I went to go see you. I didn't know yeah. it was a gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you made it sound like he was already there hanging out. Yeah, well, we didn't know. Somebody booked it. We just showed up, and it was a fun show. But thanks for coming on, bro. Keep it going after he jumps up. I appreciate you coming on. We'll we'll talk soon, dude. Good talking to you, man. That was, this was Thank great. You guys. Thanks, brother. Bye. Uh, great show.
Good yeah. times. Hope yeah. you guys enjoy it. That's uh, for me, man. That's right up my alley, that shit. That really is. Uh, guys, go to samtripoli.com if you could. This is where you guys want to check it out. We've been really cooking with gas, uh, hydrogen brown gas. Uh, hope you get people love that episode, by the way. People the brown gas episode? People buying it. People, I was impressed. Up, yeah. I was impressed. Guys, real quick, I know we talked about it earlier, but if you want to get some premium content, you want to support the show, we all have premium content for you to check out. There is uh, Rockfin. For $10, you get all, the, all of the content on there. $10. Uh, Tim Fall Hat Premium. Uh, Zero, which is, I think, my most important show. Uh, Rockfin.com. Union of the Unwanted live streams. $10. We also have We Don't Smoke yep. the Same. We also have First Look Broken Sim. Yes. Yeah, we're going to re record that tonight. Yeah. Uh, so that's all for $10. We're talking just myself. I try to get you the last couple of weeks. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was a little slow on it, but I gave you two bangers last night. So we're, I'm doing almost six episodes a week by myself. Just me. Uh, one with Brian Callen and the rest just me for $10 a month. That's six a week. That's 24 episodes. Amazing. That's just my stuff. Now, let's add in all the other 400 content creators. I have a, I have a, a Patreon as well. Just go to patreon.com slash cash daddies. Let's see how many people are subscribed. Bang! Hey. 500, dude. Basically, 500 people subscribed. Uh, to uh, Cash Daddies. It's a great way to try to make money in these crazy, crazy, crazy. Now, you got to do your own research, do your own Not just make money, learn, too. You can learn. I, I mean, it, I, it, that's just as valuable to me as the, as the stock picks. You know, he, he really responds, Howie uh, responds to messages. People have so many questions about from the basics to really advanced stuff, and Howie knows everything. So Yeah, and for $1,000, Johnny and I will watch you make love. So no Give one's point. done it. You guys going to do a holiday special promo code? Like, there are no promo Should we codes. do a promo no, code? No, this is worth every penny. <laughs> Johnny, are we going to be in the same room as we watch? No, I hope okay. not. Johnny, is, no. your, is are your tips that important? Like, what are you, you going to like? I what? feel like Johnny's going to have a slideshow with a fucking laser beam pointer. And that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah, if I could actually. I'm actually going to their it's house. It's only so. $1,000. Come on. It's only $1,000, Yeah, and guys. if you'll One pay for my plane value. ticket, I will fly out there. Oh, and, shit. And oh. I will use a laser pointer. If you pay for half of my plane ticket, I'll fly out there. I'll cover <laughs> what is this, a contest? Yeah. If you pay for... I'll pay you $100 for me to fly out there and watch them have sex. Guys, T-shirts. Go grab your T-shirts at TinfallHatT-shirts.com. My cameos are fire. A lot of you guys are asking for live streams. I'm not doing them. I'm not doing live ones anymore. I've decided I'm just not doing them. So don't, don't ask for them because I'm not going to do them. I just do straight up uh, cameos. So go to SamTriplee.com. No more cameos. Uh, for live streams. Uh, gold. If you're looking for gold and silver, samtriplee.com. Click it. Go to Wise Wolf Gold and Silver or samtriplee.gold and you can grab it. Get percentage off there. Um, I, I don't know if it's percentage, but you, you get taken care of. Uh, go up real quick. T-shirts. Please, uh, please grab some T-shirts from us. And then uh, Nuke Social. You can join all of your telegrams and your discords through Nuke Social. Just go to Nuke Social, sign up. You get on PeerTube, you get it going. Let's fucking rock. Let's rock. There we go. And finally, we have so much free content for you. Free audio, Tim Fall Hat, Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, 
Punch Drunk, You Know the Unwanted, and then old episodes of my spiritual podcast, Zero, and my the number one debate show between Binary Man, myself, and Brian Callen on Conspiracy Social Club. And then I have a 24-hour radio station, and you can listen to me all the time, 24 hours. Hope you enjoy it. Rock and roll. Anything else, guys? I think we're rocking. What is your uh what is your X she marks the spot on any social media? Any social media X marks the spot. What is your social media again? Johnny A. Woodard Instagram, Johnny Woodard on Twitter. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli everywhere. Uh, official Tripoli as well. So either one of those, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. You just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.